Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the podcast where we see a movie, we don't talk about the movie until we get to the microphone, and we give you that hottest take that we got. Today, I'm joined by Jack Holojetsky. Hello. And uh, Jack, tell the fine people the movie that we we just saw. We saw Star Wars. Star Wars. The Last Jedi. That's the one. We saw The Last Jedi. I almost don't believe that we've seen it. I almost like just don't believe it. I mean, it. you've been probably dying for this since, I don't know, the end of The Force Awakens? Yeah, which ironically enough, we walked into my apartment and my roommate and his lady friend were watching, watching The Force yes. Awakens. So we got to see the end of two new Star Wars yes, today. Yes, we which caught like the last ten minutes of The Force mm-hmm. Awakens right after seeing The Last Jedi. Um... Jack, what do you what do hey, you think? Listen, this movie's good. Let's let's get let's this out, out of the way. way. This movie is very good. I like this movie very very much. Yes. I want to talk about it in detail. I yes. don't have much to say about it uh, Spoiler outside of the free. spoilery. Yeah, but you should not listen to this at all. Yeah, I think it's even. You've listen, seen it. if you're not, if you're listening, we saw this. We saw one of the first showings of the movie. If you're on the fence about seeing Star Wars, I'm just gonna say go see it right now. If you're if you haven't seen Star Wars yet, and for some reason you're checking out this episode, uh, I don't even want to. I, I don't want to taint anyone's expectations or anything. Just don't even like just listen to this when you've seen the movie. Straight up, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who's on the fence about seeing this movie. Yeah, our I... theater was sold out. Yeah, the theater before us <laughs> sold out. We left, and it was like uh, people were waiting to go into the eleven o'clock showing. Like this is the biggest movie of the year, so. So yeah, let's, uh, we're gonna, so we're gonna do a quick, quick break, do an ad, and then no, come back. No, we're not. We're, you don't want to do an ad? Oh, no, we'll take a break in the middle when we get tired. Yeah, okay, we can do yeah, an yeah, ad then. Yeah, no. Alright, good. Alright, so again, last morning, we're gonna just, we're just gonna go straight into it. Seriously, turn back now. Yeah. Don't, don't listen to this before you watch this movie. Please, mm. please, please. Yeah, do yourself a favor, just, just see it. It is worth the entire runtime. It is... I had a top five. Li- I showed you, Jack, my top five list. I showed you and Burge. Listen, we both knew. We that knew top what was going to happen. Was not your. But this movie is my. Okay, really quick before we get into spoilers. Mm-hmm. Seriously, this is a very, very good Star Wars movie. Ryan Johnson knocked it out of the park. I understand now why Disney gave Ryan Johnson his own trilogy of movies before this movie even came out. Yes. The idea that we all had going into this was probably Disney was pretty already impressed with Ryan Johnson's work yep. and pretty confident in his work. Yep. They were correct. Yep. He did a very, very good job. It's all there. Everything yeah. you want is there. It is the best Star Wars movie since Empire Strikes Back. Period. Yeah. Try to tell me this is not the best Star Wars movie. Ooh, we'll get into it. Okay. We'll get into it. All right. So, it's so good. I, do we, how do we? How do we even begin? Usually, this we have the musical thing now. What does our music even sound like? Okay, spoilers. Spoilers. Um. Luke Skywalker turns into a Force Okay, oh, okay, okay. Well, well I mean, that's on. what it has the thing. You always do this, though, after we go to the spoilers. You just say the one Well, because I think if people are going right, to try and try me on no, it, no, no, no. Let's, let's talk about 
You're the host. Sure. But let's talk about Star Wars The Last mm. Jedi. Mm. Le- take 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 it away. Take my hand. Lead me through this. Take you like what what the movie's about, what we're getting nah, into. No, I will I just talk, you know, give me a th- <sighs> That was a very good movie. It was a very I enjoyed very, it very, very much. My job was like on the floor the entire time. Um I went we went to the movie with some expectations. Uh, from the trailer, I think I've only seen the first trailer. Really, uh, I think you only saw the first one too. I might have saw the no. I saw second. the second one that Ryan Johnson was like, "Hey, maybe you don't want to watch." Oh, this I did. Trailer, I saw that one too. But you should watch this trailer. Yeah, because I think they showed it. I saw it at least once or twice before other movies. Mm-hmm. Which is really, you know, an issue I've been running into lately with movies that I am. No longer interested in seeing trailers for, but I'm very interested in seeing the actual movie. The uh, Shape of Water trailer exactly. is... Burge warned us, but when we saw a Disaster Artist, they showed that trailer. And it's like, yo, guys, chill. Chill, 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 well, chill. They're showing the whole movie. When you're sitting there before a movie, you're kind of captive to whatever they're showing you. Yeah. And if there's a trailer with shit that you don't want to see, there's nothing you can do about it. Like, actually, Jeremy, when we went to see the disaster he just artist, left. he just got up and walked out of the theater because he knew that Shape of Water, they were going to show a trailer for the Shape of Water, and yeah. he didn't want to see that trailer. And he was so smart he to just, just got dip. the fuck up and walked out of this <laughs> theater. I was like, where's Jeremy? And this was like two minutes after he just yeah. peed. So I was like, where is he going now? He was um, smart. I wish smart. I did that as well. I pulled out my phone and tried to bury myself in it as deeply as I could. I but... just watched the whole thing and it's then I hated it. But um, that sucks. It does. But besides that, uh, the trailers for this movie were filled with a lot of misdirection. Um, definitely, definitely. Like uh, use a warning, but but not even so much. They they mm. they talk a lot about this this kind of link between Kylo Ren and Rey, which permeates the whole film. They kind of like are in each other's heads a little bit. Sure. And they can communicate via the Force. Um, it's just hard, it's just hard okay. to know to begin. I think once we get into this, it'll be easier. Yeah. But I think one of the things this movie did really well, and this is riding the, critis- the biggest criticism of The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. is... That it's too much like A New Hope. Exactly. Yes. And going into The Last Jedi, I think there was a lot of anticipation that it might be too much like the empire strikes back it right. might be trying to be empire strikes back too hard i've even even seen a couple of think pe- one at least one th- thing piece kind of talking about how the empire strikes back um idea of like doing a sequel as like the dark middle chapter empire right. strikes back is become too much of a kind of canned cliche and is is ultimately kind of a detriment to sequels right because you're trying to fill that void of that dark middle chapter. And I do think that this movie is a darker chapter. It is a middle chapter. But yes. there's some major paradigm shifts Absolutely. that happen in the film. And I think that's what really separates it from other movies in that kind of uh, structure. Yes. And I I personally, um, Mike and Jeremy and Brian just recorded a very good Force Awakens overdrink. It's so good. Um, they got me hyped for this movie. They, yeah, and they really did a good job touching on a lot of that movie. I'm with them um, in in the idea that I think some of the criticisms on Force Awakens were laid on a little bit too thick. I think so, too. I really like how The Force Awakens uses nostalgia as sort of a template to apply a new 
cast of characters, some new ideas, mm-hmm. some new themes layered on top of old themes with a very familiar structure that sort of guides your hand into this new era of Star Wars characters and this new story that they're going to go on. Because really, a lot of this new trilogy so far has been passing the torch from one generation to the next. Right. Um, and I think The Force Awakens did a good job with that, if not maybe a little bit heavy-handed. And I think that's the that's the problem that a lot of people have, is it is very, you know, it uses that structure very closely but i think i think that's that was on purpose as well because i think as a new movie in this trilogy it really needs to like get that nostalgia hook in you so that you're with it and you're with these new characters and now that they've got those hooks set on you and this is what i was hoping for in the force and the last jedi and this is what i think they delivered on they let those characters kind of breathe a little Definitely. bit more and they um, let the story breathe a little bit more. some characters i think have their day more so than others i think that uh i think you know ray has a, a really a ton of character development in this movie which as she should as she should but i do think um whereas i think uh finn and poe um where they're a lot of fun and what they're doing in the, the cog of the machine of the story matters they don't really develop too well i guess uh, poe does finn, I, finn gets kind of sidelined a little bit yeah i think finn does not have a ton to do in this especially because it feels his his side story feels a little bit tacked on my made my biggest criticism of the last jedi and like listen i really love this movie but our, our job is to think critically about film um I think that the Rose, uh, who is a great new character Excellent introduced, new she's yes. so great for the fil- for the film. She's yes. awesome. Um, but her and Finn's journey, um, which at the end of the day, like totally doesn't matter. The whole weird kind of journey they go on by the by the time that that like kind of arc finishes, you just kind of find out that it, it just never actually mattered. Um, do you want to talk about that kiss now or later? <sighs> Because maybe that kiss is the one really big problem I have with this movie. Well, I mean, I wasn't even talking about the kiss. I was talking about just like, you know, the, the whole point, their their kind of mission was to get this guy, Code Talker, to, or Code Breaker, to, uh, get, to get them into Snoke's ship. Because Snoke's ship is able to track... The, the uh, resistance's the cruiser. cruiser through light speed, which yep. they're not normally able to do. Right. But Snoke's ship can. So they have to break on the Snoke's ship to disable that. Right. But my problem is they get betrayed once again on the ship, which is fine. Yep. But um, what's the name of the, the woman with the purple hair who ends up taking command of Laura the, Dern. Laura Dern already kind of comes up with. I don't remember her with, character name. I don't remember her character name <clears throat> either. But she's great in the movie too. But uh, everyone's great in the movie. But she kind of, are, she already has like two different plans during the course of that point. Where yeah. one, she just in one of the best shots in the entire saga of Star Wars. Okay, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Let's come back to that because okay. I I want to talk more. If we're gonna just get some of our critical parts of this, and I think they're pretty few yes. out of the way. They, I think what you're getting at here is that. The Poe, I'm sorry, the Finn and Rose and BB-8 and Benicio Del Toro. Yeah. Um, I'm bringing up IMDB so I can remember some of these character names. I'm not good at remembering character names the first go th- go around. That's when fair. They're new characters. They introduce um, a lot of new ones. 
Right. Exactly. Um, it doesn't really amount to much. No. There's not a lot of consequence to what they do. Everything that they, they do is fun. Yeah. And I said this to you during the movie. I, I like it's rare that you see wealth depicted in Star Wars. Yeah, that planet. That, that's fun. That planet is super cool, but it gets very muddled when you're in that middle chunk of the movie. Yeah, it 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 might, you know, slow down the pacing of the bigger story a little bit. But, yeah, it, is, but it is super fun. But yeah, BB-8 is still fun. Awesome. Rose and Finn's interaction is still really fun. Yeah. Did not need to be a romance for me. I didn't think I it did was until ever read the it end. as a romance yeah. at all. And even okay, so what I'm getting at here is there's there's a climactic scene with with Finn and Rose where um, Finn's about to suicide bomb yep, himself into it's a very dramatic scene. I yeah. think it's really well composed. And then Rose, Rose kind of scoops him out last second with her. They're in ships, and she kind of jams hers into his so they're not so he won't sacrifice himself anymore right and the idea it her what she is trying to come across to to finn and maybe this is this sort of ties into what poe the lessons poe has learned over the course of this movie of of living to fight another day is better than dying a hero right um is that you know to win this war and not just the battle it's going to be saving people you love rather than, you know, killing someone or, or yeah. destroying something. And that's an idea that I think is really good. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's a lesson that's really good for all the characters. And and, and that's why I mean, like, you know, Poe has his arc. He does change at, during the movie, especially from the beginning to the end. Right. Um, and I think that's that is the place for... For Finn to get that lesson as well, maybe not quite as organically as the way yeah. Poe gets his, um, but the kiss just felt really kind of shoehorned in there yeah. for me because I didn't really get any sort of like romantic inclination between the two of them. Like it was their as, chemistry is yeah. friendly. Yeah, it would. It reminded me of uh, Finn and Ray's relationship from Force Awakens. Like, right. they're just buddies trying to do a thing and they're looking out for each other. Right. Um, that being said, like you know, maybe we'll find out in Episode Nine that. Uh, the kiss was kind of one-sided, and Finn doesn't feel that way about her, and that'll be a whole other thing. Do you think we'll find out that they're brother and sister? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, weird. Um, yeah, I just don't... Like, I get that they feel that there's no other romance in this movie, and they're trying to make a romance in the absence well, of one, but I don't think there needs to be one. I think there there's a... There is a kind of romance in the film. Um, and maybe we can speculate on this much later in the episode, but I do think, you know, I could see maybe a romance or romantic angle between uh, Ray and Kylo. I guess. I, I felt that there was like a romantic energy there. There is an energy there. I definitely felt that energy there more than... Finn and Rose. Exactly. Agreed. Um, um, we can talk more about that later, though. DJ um, is Benicio Del Toro's character. Yeah. I don't think they call him DJ, though. They just call him Codebreaker. Uh, yeah, I never got that name. Yeah, his character is fun, too. That's the thing, like, we had to kind of dive deep to kind of be critical of those points. But, you know, the movie's going at such a good pace. And those moments, like, when they're on, um, when they're on, a, I don't really know the name of that planet. But it's, like, the casino planet, essentially, or, like, the right. rich people planet. Um it is true, and like you find out that there are they're all like arms dealers, and you don't really see kind of like that high class of Star Wars, except for um, in the prequels when you're on like Coruscant, you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
or even uh, Naboo. Right. Um, I I just I actually just got the IMDb page up here, mm-hmm. and Joseph Gordon-Levitt has a cameo in this movie as a voice. Oh, really? And I think it's the guy who at the in the sort of casino scene where he's saying the he kind of uh, rats him out to the cops because the character oh. name is Slow and Low. Okay. And it, I think it's Joseph Gordon. It's Joseph Gordon Levitt. That'd be really because cool. when that character came on screen, I was like, "Who? What is that?" Voice? I saw an article Who that I didn't like click voice? on, but they're like, "There's a lot of surprising cameos in this well, movie." Well, there was in the Force Awakens as well. Yeah, where you yeah. find out that um, Daniel, Daniel Craig, Craig is a stormtrooper. Storm exactly. Yeah. Um, That's what I'm pretty pumped about is to go down the the rabbit hole of Last Jedi spoilers. And yes. Now we now we can do that and, and Easter eggs and snippets yes. like that. We're mm-hmm. gonna see this movie. A few more times, i'm seeing it in least, a few days i'm probably sure. yeah you um, might be right there with me yeah so i think that really the the only criticism i have some of the some movie, of the plot points don't fully land but the whole movie's fun and awesome but it's only really the plot points that involve the sort of tertiary characters it's really just yeah. just finn yeah. and and poe it wasn't fortunate to see Finn kind of gets sidelined in this movie after he's such a big part of Force Awakens, but hopefully in in nine he'll have a little bit more to do. Um, but besides that, yeah, the movie fucking rocks um, and is is shocking and full of surprises. Do you think before before we move on, <clears throat> just to like put a bow on the the Finn and Poe discussion because oh, I oh they know can still gonna, kiss I know this is gonna come up they can still kiss but how upset <laughs> do you think the internet is gonna be tomorrow? When again, this is Thursday night that we're <clears throat> recording this. We're gonna yeah. try to get this up as soon as possible. How upset do you think the internet as a whole is gonna be that they spend pretty much the they just Disney keeps them full far arms away length apart <laughs> the entirety of this movie? Well, I mean, you know, sometimes you have to separate characters so they can come together stronger and more in love. Yeah, maybe um, I don't know. It would be cool for Disney to do a queer character. It would be cool, and I think that they're they're ripe for that. Well, you know, I think that Han Solo, Force Awakens is Han Solo's movie. The Last Jedi is Luke's movie. Yep. And I'm pretty sure they said that Episode Nine was supposed to be Leia's movie. Oh man! And and listen, she, I in Force Awakens, I did not love Carrie Fisher's performance. Mm -hmm. In this movie. She's incredible. Yeah. She knocks every scene she's in out of the park. She's so good in this movie. I, You know, I th- I really think you got to hand it to Ryan Johnson because you got some very good performances out of Everybody. pretty much everyone. Everybody. I, I, none and he's of them, directing legends, you know, like. Right. I mean, none of the, you could say that none of the characters, none of the performances were distracting in, yeah. in any way. They all really felt integrated and fully assimilated yeah. into their role you know the thing is force awakens it, it totally feels like a star wars movie but it definitely feels like a jj abrams star wars movie rogue one felt like um more like uh it, i really like rogue one in the way that it feels like uh almost like uh shadows of the empire or some of like these weird offshoot yeah. like video game stories or legend stories if it, it feels very different um from star wars proper this movie, Rogue One, I would say, is just a little bit feels a little bit messy. It does feel. Messy. It does not feel as cohesive. Well, I think like its intent is to kind of feel, kind of more like these side roguish? stories. Feel roguish. Yeah. Um. 
but this the is last a, Jedi is it's a fucking Star Wars is tight. tight. It's a Star Wars as fucking Star Wars movies gets. It's yes. so good. And over the, so this movie is two and a half hours long. Yeah, the um, longest Star Wars movie I think is it. I think it's the longest. Okay. One. Um, I didn't want this movie to end. No, me either. There were many points where I thought it was going to wrap up. And I was like, oh, man, no, this is the end. And yeah. then it kept going and for a while. And I was like, okay, this is probably pretty close yeah. to the end, right? And Jack, then it kept going Jack, again. You got your uh, you got your fourth act in this one. I, totally. Yeah, you definitely did. I mean, I and looked at you at some point during this movie. I was like, this is, it feels like it was And I agreed. I was just, I was like, I mean, yeah, yeah I this think this is like, like the it. This and is it. then there was pretty much an entire act's length worth Basically, that. basically, like, well, yeah, it feels like a whole axe length is when they they get on the mining planet. Exactly, and then there's just there's just so much more movie that well, happens. I was thinking about that too when they're on the ship and that whole scene plays out, which we'll dig more into that because there's so much there to talk yeah. about. It's this is a hard movie to unpack because it's just so exciting. Um, we're very we're both very excited. We're both yeah. pretty hot on this movie. Um, mm. I was like, where's that Hathi looking movie? Uh, planet. This planet. Like, because I With remember that dust. distinctly from yeah. the, it's a very visually striking image mm. of the red dust kicking up from those sand speeder looking things, things. Yeah. salt speeder, I guess. Um, and I was like, wait, I haven't even done that at all yet. Where's that? And then, like, there's another half an hour left of the movie. Yeah. I was totally. like, all right, fuck yeah, let's keep going. Let's do and it. And then they blew open the doors, and I was like, okay, here's your cliffhanger, your dark cliffhanger for the next one. And then, no, fucking Luke it's, shows up, and then you're like, holy shit. And then that happens. It's, hap- it's so good, because the beginning of the movie, when Ray's confronting him, he's like, what do you expect me to do? Pick up a laser sword and face the First Order? And yeah, at the end of the of movie, course. he does of exactly that. Of it's so good. I want to come back to that. Oh, yeah. uh, let's go back to the beginning. Sure. And let's talk about... Let's try to take our thoughts from the top because we've talked about some of our more critical things. Yeah. We've talked about, I think, overall some stuff. Did you like how we kind of get back into the swing of things? You know, I think they do a good job of like... Bringing the characters back one by one, kind of. Well, they open up right away with, okay, now the new order, new order, first order, first order. New order is the band. New and also uh, Wolfenstein, and also Wolfenstein. Um, The first order is on to the rebels, so they are chasing down the rebels. Well, because the Force Awakens is all about how there was a republic, right? And the Starkiller base basically destroyed that government. Yes. Leaving... The politics of Star Wars are still confusing to me. I think it's very symbolic and very good <laughs> that they just used a giant space death laser to kill all the politics left in yeah, Star Wars. Uh, yeah, that's fine. So then, like, because the First Order can usurp it, the politics. When it comes to the first <laughs> movie in the prequel trilogy, all that trade federation shit no and all that. that, like, trade dispute shit, mm-hmm. they blew that up with a space laser, which is fine. Yeah. yeah, I'm totally cool with that too. So by doing that, the First Order is ready to usurp the politics of the galaxy. Right. Um, and then the Resistance is the new rebellion. Well, the Resistance... It gets a little... It gets a little weird. Well, the Resistance existed even when there was a Republic, because the Republic, I think, couldn't attack the First Order. Right. So Leia made the Resistance so that they could have a kind of army to do that with. I'm sure if Mike were here, he would push up his fake glasses... And spell it. I think even I think even Mike might agree with the weird politics of Star Wars. 
Um, I'm, I'm not here for it. I'm no. here for the space lasers. Um, I do think some of this, the ancillary like books and comic books might go into that more. Apparently the Leia book is pretty good and explores that. None of those matter anymore, though. No, or no, no. Are you no, talking no. about the new... The newer ones. Gotcha. Not the Legends series. Whatever. Doesn't matter. If you're going to wipe out all of your side canon in a single stroke, why am I going to be interested in coming to new side canon? Because it is canon. Okay. Listen, I like watching Rebels for all the little connective pieces. Sure. And for a really dope uh, final battle between Darth Maul and Obi-Wan. Okay. It's a good fight. Sure. What, did they piece him back together? Yeah, he's been pieced back since it's Clone Wars. They gave him new legs. Huh. Yeah. I, I None of that side stuff I have seen. It's good. Seen all any of that side stuff? Oh, I have not. Yeah, we'll get to um, that. So, right. So they they immediately set up the movie with a pretty kick ass opening space battle. Like mm-hmm. the 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 Force Awakens takes a little bit of time to kick off. I think they're like building this up. They have their one. They have their um kind the of like a, em, Empire yeah. attack the true the ship. But this is like a planet in that case. True. Um, I guess in that way it's it's similar, but. Yeah, they really off the bat, that first battle, and it's so well, it's so funny. Like the movie is also the movie's hilarious. It is very it is funny, super funny. There's like, some really good, kind of dry. Like it's not really jokes. It's more yeah. so reactions to each other and kind mm-hmm. of very um, dryly delivered lines that are very funny. Yeah, I think some of the humor in Force Awakens. Where I may have liked it, like, the first few times I saw the movie, and the more recent times I've seen the movie, it hasn't aged as well. I think the humor in this movie is going to be good, no matter what. Yeah. Like, I think it's going to be super good. Yeah. There's some very unexpected gags yeah. that are very good. We'll get there as we continue. But, but it opens up with the Poe Dameron in his X-Wing, talking to General Hux, who gets way more screen time in this movie, and is actually a character I, I like a lot. Now. Yeah. Because he really was kind of, like, screaming uh, Hitlerman. He did a in the very, other movie. very Hitler-esque. Yeah, and uh, like, it worked in that movie. Like, it's fun how just evil he is, but in right. this movie, he's, like, super fun. He's, yeah, he's super fun, evil, but also kind of a coward. We'll come back to that, maybe. Yeah. But he is, he is the stand-in for the, like, mm. kind of, still kind of whiny at heart, I think, but in a place he's of a power. Weasel. Where yeah, he's a weasel, he's exactly. a weasel. But, uh, um, they but have a great the... performance by Donald Gleason. Oh, yeah, he's great. Um, um, they made him look even. They made him look like he had not ste- slept for days. I laughed when they first showed him because I'm like, he, he looks so haggard. You need to go to bed, dude. Just sleep. But da, I mean, da, 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 da. that probably makes sense that after they blew up the Star Killer in the first, they movie, had some work to do. That he probably has not gotten a lot of sleep. Yeah. That he has probably been chasing down the rebels night and day. Well, he's the was a Grand Mar Tarkin of this kind of new exactly. generation. Exactly, and I was yeah. thinking that too. He. And he's, looking, he really comes more into that role. He's in looking this one. more and more like Tarkin. Yeah, which is good. It is it good. totally works. It totally works. Yeah, his interaction with Poe in the beginning of the movie, and I love how it's just like Poe because he's such a small. He's in an X-wing. He could just take on all of like the land, like the kind of surface cannons uh-huh. on the uh, uh, Star Destroyer, and they're like, "Oh, we can't like actually target. He's too small. We can't right. like target him." And then it's very David and Goliath when yeah. he's standing there. In his X-wing, right in front of the 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 big big ship, the dreadnought. That's the dreadnought. What it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and he's just kind of bullshitting them to stall mm-hmm. for time. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. But then they set up kind of the backbone of the whole tension of the movie that there is this, um, well, Snoke's ship 
it, it becomes eventually once they destroy the dreadnought. Yeah. Which, I guess maybe we're skipping through the whole, like, bomber scene. That was all very cool. Where you see Rose's sister kind of sacrifice, sacrifice herself. herself. But, um, yep. yeah, so they have this really great victory. They take down the dreadnought. Right. But it doesn't really amount to much. And this is, like, this is post-first lesson. Right. And Leia notices, like, you know, a lot of people died for you to take down that dreadnought. And right. now, like, we're showing people. And, like, by the end of the movie, there's, like... Only a Millennium Falcon's worth of, of resistance yeah. left. They, yeah, that is a big theme of the movie, and is we touched on casualties, that before. Is, you know. is the casualties of war, and you really see, you know, there are only so many faceless people that they can kill off before they're running out of people. Yeah, they're running out of dudes, and you know, I think no uh, more dudes. I, I think in Star, the original Star Wars trilogy and the prequels, like you know, there's just a faceless army on each side just there are blowing each other of, up. of faceless people to just blow up yeah kind of and then turn the camera away from very quickly and then in the rebellion like with the rebellion in the original trilogy you have a sense that they're on the ropes but you don't really see the kind of this movie this movie really makes you feel like kind of the casualties and like yeah how on the ropes they are but how like integral and how important it is to be like to just have a jedi on your side Right. Is a big deal. Like, to get Luke Skywalker to come back is, like, no, like, this actually could kind of change the tide and, like, kind of turn things in our favor. Right. Um, and and I think, if anything, to speak to this being the dark middle chapter is you really feel the pain of casualties of death. Yeah. Because they, they kill some characters and they drive it home when they die. Yeah. Um, they Grand Admiral it. Akbar bites the dust. Yeah. When they said that, I was like... Oh. There was there was an audible like oh, oh it's not a theater. trap like oh damn no <laughs> it's not a trap anymore um and I, I you know a lot of the characters that they do kill are you know fairly inconsequential characters but you yeah. feel those deaths because you see the numbers dwindling and dwindling right. and they do a good job I think throughout this of slowly whittling down the resistance to... and I think they give you numbers when when the ships when the cruisers are leaving. Like the big cruiser, they're like, there's only 14 of these. And then, like, they just start getting kind of blown yeah, up. And you're I was like, actually, oh, I don't know about you, man. I was counting them off. I think it was like five now. almost, right? Well, I mean, you had to count that Rose was in one, Poe was in one, and Finn was in one. Right. So there's going to be at least three that made it out. Yeah. <laughs> and I think there were only four or five left by the time Finn That's does his, his, like, kind of suicide run. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, I, they, they set up with the cruiser that, they're they're just they can't because they get away with the light the light jump the light yeah light speed jump um but snoke's ship comes out of nowhere because it can track because it can track them and that's like the main kind of um i don't know is that a macguffin not really it's not a macguffin it's not a macguffin it's but it is Um, like the plot device to say like we're on a tight schedule here yeah it's i i saw things along right i kind of saw it as um for this middle chapter that's like a bridge and you just have like the first order kind of just like slowly chasing this ship that's like depleting like a timeline they're just they're literally moving linearly and then yeah it's like a timeline so i think that all all really works and then when you do have finn and rose on the uh like because i'm just gonna call it the casino planet for whatever reason that's fine um they like she can check the fuel from there too it's like so like there's kind of you know uh times always kind of present in the film it's the anchor yeah it's the anchor that keeps the tension building throughout mm-hmm. the movie because all the stuff that ray does with luke 
and you're just kind of like, oh, kind of short on time here, guys, and all the stuff that that Finn does with Rose, yeah. you feel the same way. And then Poe is on the ship himself, trying to make things work on the ship because he's right. got this plot going on in the background. Um, and as that's happening, you have the ships being picked off one by one yeah. because they're running out of fuel, and they're they have just enough speed to keep Snoke's ship far Behind enough away yeah. that they can buy themselves time. Mm. Did you like... I was into that whole idea. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Um, and I also really liked, you know, kind of Poe asking... Um, what's her name again? Laura Dern. L- Laura Dern kind of being like, what is the plan? Like, what's going on? And I I love the whole mutiny aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think all that stuff really worked for me. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was cool. And it was cool... It was cool to see that they... They vilified Laura Dern's character through the lens of Poe to bring yeah. it back around to say, no, Poe, she's not actually the villain. She's just making – there you go. What is up with these beers, Robbie? I don't know. Someone Did you shook shake them up. up? I didn't shake them up. Someone else shook them up. They've, we've had them in your fridge for a day now. Uh, two days. Two days. Two days. <laughs> Jesus. Must have gotten a bad batch. Um, they taste good. They taste fine. Yeah. Uh, they right, so they vilify Laura Dern's character, yeah, through Poe's lens. Where mm-hmm. Poe is like, No, we have to do this last ditch Hail Mary play, we can't, like, we can't escape. Yeah. That's that's the wrong idea. They're gonna, we're gonna get picked off and killed. And, and we, Laura, as the audience, kind of feel you feel that you feel that, and you're like, Yeah, I agree with Poe, especially because you know he's our hero from like the previous movie, exactly. Well. But they turn that around in a way that's no, Poe, she's making the hard decision, yeah. and she's willing to make that sacrifice because it is maybe the less heroic, less bombastic decision, but it is it is yeah. the hard choice to make, and I think that's Poe's lesson in this movie, and I think that they deliver Funny a lot enough, better though, than... she goes out like a hero. She does. Yeah. She has maybe the she best, has, like, the best like, moment. Yeah, exactly. I want to come back to that, too, sure. because I want to... Set the stage with that backbone and then go back to Ray and Luke. Yes. Do you have more to say about that backbone? Uh, no, we'll, we'll, we'll save it. Cause... Well, I just mean like the idea of... Because I, I liked the idea of the cruiser being chased by Snoke's ship. Oh, that idea. The kind of backbone of the entire movie and like the anchor of the entire movie that they keep coming back to. Mm-hmm. It drives the plot forward. It builds the tension of yeah. of like a of a ticking clock sort of. It works, and it's it's unique to Star Wars. I don't think uh, you know, and not to say that time isn't the enemy in some Star Wars movies, but in this one, it's super prevalent. Definitely, which makes sense for like you know, we just saw we saw Dunkirk earlier this year, and uh-huh. like time is the enemy of that movie, and. And that's, I think, what, like, really hammers home the drama of war is, like, how dire things are because time wasted is lives wasted. Right. And for a movie that's about the wars of the stars, it definitely it works, feels, it works super well. It feels more like war than, I think, yeah. some of the other Star Wars movies do. It, I think so. I think Empire, you get a sense of war just because there's not, I mean, only in really the beginning because there's, like, a big battle. But then mm-hmm. it's much smaller internal battles as that movie goes forward well i think again coming back to it i think it feels more like war because the casualties are meaningful yeah yeah Um, i agree and i think that's that's something that they do a lot better in this movie than any other star wars didn't see uh you know i noticed like kind of towards the end of the movie when we do see a lot of this but not a ton Mm. of like stormtrooper action until the very kind of end of the movie not really which uh you know i love the stormtroopers i think they're just like fun and goofy yeah um but i kind of was like man i'm I'm, like missing out on my stormtrooper love 
We've had plenty of stormtroopers. I know. And there's plenty of other interesting things that yeah. I think they show on I mean, they'll be in every other Star Wars movie forever. So. You get a little bit. At the end, you get enough. <laughs> you get enough at the end, and it's good. You start to get to the end of the movie, and you're like, fuck, are they going to forget Phantasma again? Are they going to leave her out yeah, again? Yeah, Captain Phasma. Well, oh, not Phantasma. Sorry, I remember, Phasma. I remember like, when Force Awakens ends, like, oh, no, in the next one, she's going to have a much bigger role. Oh, yeah. Oh, and she, do- she has a much more badass fight. She's going to have a much bigger role, like yeah. Boba Fett. Jo- <laughs> yeah, so much like Boba Fett. Yeah, I mean, maybe she's not dead. She's dead. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, she's gonna be real fucked up if she comes back in the next one. Maybe she will. Yeah, Who I knows? Know. It's Star Wars. Maybe yeah. she will. Maybe she'll get robot legs too. She'll get robot legs. She'll be a force ghost. Maybe she'll be in know. the next cartoon series that they do. Um, I'll watch it. That shit's good. I think everybody had more of an expectation that she would be a bigger role just because it's Gwendolyn Christie and people are really hot on Game of Thrones. I don't know if people are as hot on Game of Thrones as they were when I think they like Force her, Awakens though. came out. But and they put her in so much of the promotional material, though. Exactly. They still do. Well, it's it's so weird. She looks really fucking cool. She looks cool. I mean, she is... is you're right in, in being like... She's like Boba Fett, because Boba Fett is used very... Sparingly. Very sparingly. Oh. And then... Wow, good catch. For the, just so the audience knows, Jack just crushed the foam on that beer that <sighs> exploded. We got a phone. We got a bad bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Um, yeah. So she's. I mean, like her fight scene with with Finn is cool. Um, and to have Finn, the ex stormtrooper, fight her is fun. Yeah, but that's 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 at the end. Of the well, movie. they seeded a little bit of like the the um, um, rivalry, not rivalry, conflict the two of them have with Finn and and Phasma with her or calling him a traitor and stuff yeah, like that. but even then, like it's it's just kind of it's another thing. I really hope they give Finn a lot more to do in the next movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like so. even that conflict like doesn't really amount to amount to much. Because if you just threw her in the trash compactor and like silenced her that way, that would have been just as good as a arc as them fighting at the end of this one you know yeah but this one's much more flashy yeah it, looks I, it was a cool fight scene it's a great fight scene yeah i think all the fight scenes in this movie are pretty cool Ooh, my favorite is we'll get to it we'll, we we'll come there. to it so yeah so i think next we should probably talk about luke and luke Ray. and ray um when luke throws that fucking lightsaber man that is <laughs> Did anybody? I looked at you. I was like, "What?" After that big, momentous, the we swelling, see this, we music. see this scene in two movies now. The yes. same scene in yes. two movies. It's the cliffhanger of the other one. That that gorgeous island that they're on. Mm-hmm. The wind blowing. The camera panning. The music swelling. Luke just tosses it over his shoulder. He Fuck grabs this. the lightsaber. And he's like, "Fuck! I don't want this. I don't care who you are. Go yeah. away." Which I think if you really thought about it, you probably could have seen that coming. I'm sure somebody that we know that we record podcasts with will tell us that you saw that coming. I think we all, I think everyone could have like surmised because I think you've gathered that Luke is a reluctant teacher. Um, kind of like if Yoda wasn't tricking Luke on right. Dagobah, like, kind of just being like, no, I'm fucking done. Yeah. This is not a lesson. I don't want to do this anymore. Well, and he, and again, that, that's, there are a few... It's almost like Ryan Johnson knew, and there are some winks and nods, and the first like thirty minutes of this movie, I was really, really like, "Oh man, they're gonna do this again," where it's just like they're doing Empire, yeah, like, they're doing the structure of Empire again with Luke on the planet 
and being very much a surrogate to Yoda and showing the X-Wing, the X-wing underwater, underwater and yep. all that stuff. And I think really what Ryan Johnson is doing here is saying like, saying like, I see you. Yeah. I know what you think I'm going to do with this. Mm-hmm. I know that you were critical of what happened in The Force Awakens. Yeah. I'm going to wink in your direction and my tongue's going to be firmly in my cheek. But don't worry, we're not doing that. Yeah. I mean, they he gives a really cheeky response to all that with the really biggest does. cameo in the movie. Yes. Um, yes, we'll, we'll come, we'll finish, we'll get there, yeah. we'll get there. If you're listening to this, you already know. But you we'll already talk, know, we'll talk but about we're going to yeah. work our way up to it. Sure. Uh, and he just tosses that lightsaber over his It's shoulder. so good! It's and the porgs are fucking with it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah. like, this is great. Yeah, it's very good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's part of that kind of, just yeah. kind of funny, off-the-cuff humor yeah he doesn't give a shit about the light he's just like i don't give a, i don't give a fuck about and ray's just like yeah. well, I, well, uh, hold on wait uh, wait a second it was really hard to get here yeah we went through a lot to figure out how to Han get here. solo's dead <laughs> yeah exactly yeah did you Which get is... the golden dice thing i don't know what those are i don't know what those are either okay i'm glad dude i don't know what those are i understand what they are contextually now I guess. Are I they think like they're the Han Solos. They're like his the equivalent you, to his fuzzy dice. What is? Do you think? And why did they disappear? Why do they disappear? I don't know. I don't get that either. I don't know. I'm thinking maybe we'll find out more in the Solo Solo movie, and that's gonna be super annoying. Uh yeah, that will be annoying. But I don't know. I mean, like, listen, t- prove me, listeners, prove me if I'm wrong. If those golden dice appear in the other movies but i've I'm, never noticed i'm them. certain they don't show up in the original movie i don't know dude you might know better than me i'm i'm i'm, I'm coming to you now saying i don't fucking know because i will fully admit i like star wars yeah but i am not a huge star wars super fan i don't really fuck with the like outside material i played a couple of the video games along the way but yeah i'm not like the star wars diehard fan i'm here for the movies i like the movies Right. I and something that I th- I think really hit me sitting there before this movie is you get that feeling when you're really really hyped up and excited for something where you're like mm-hmm. 10 minutes before the movie starts you're like holy shit I want to see the new Star Wars movie in the next 10 minutes. Yeah. This is awesome. I always tear up on the opening crawl dude. That's when you such... hear it when you hear like um, you, I just, I can't help but get emotional every time now. And I think in a, the internet culture where it's like that idea that it's cool not to like stuff. Yeah. It's nice to just genuinely be excited for something. Yeah. And I think even, you know, the cool thing about Star Wars is that I think the, the loud minority of people, the loud, yeah, the loud minority of people who want to scream out against like Star Wars is not even that cool. Or like, I just want to spoil it to ruin everyone's day kind of gets like knocked out of the way by like just the silent majority of people who just love the movie. But I, that energy is always there. The and it's theater so was sold out. Yeah. How dude. many times have we been to opening shows at the, that fish kill theater that we yeah. go to all the time mm-hmm. and where there are like 20 people. This in is the it. Theater. We got there an hour early to like lock down our seats. And the theater was pretty full. By the time we got there. It was fairly full. And half an hour before the movie started, it was very full. Yeah. It It's cool for something that is so big and so unanimous. Uh, it, it is fun to just feel that energy in yeah. a full theater. No, I totally agree. And it's really cool 
that also the movie is actually pretty fucking good. That it's a quality movie. It's great. I mean, today also, like, Disney announced that it just acquired, Fox. acquired Fox and, like, you know. Well, 21st Century Fox. 21st Century Fox. It does not own Fox News. Unfortunately. It would be kind of cool if Disney just bought Fox News. <laughs> it's like, you're all, you're all out of here. We're want. done. Yeah, uh, um, yeah everything on uh, Octu. The uh, Act Two, which is basically what the planet is called. What the so the planet that Luke's on is called, oh it's called Octu. Are you is, serious? Yeah, it's A C H T O, which is basically Act Two. Wow. Yeah, isn't that cool? Subtle, very. Um, but everything on there and like the 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 best thing about one of the best things about Star Wars is like seeing all like the cool little like alien characters and stuff like that. There were so many so cool many good aliens ones. on the on, in on this like movie. the on the casino planet. There's some good ones too, but yep. they're really good. On they're Octu. awesome on Octu. Yeah, I mean the porks. Okay, so I was very afraid that the porks were just gonna be minions. Yes, I was very very afraid that they were just gonna minionify the porks. Mm-hmm. And other than them just kind of the the one that weirdly hangs out on the Millennium Falcon. He was just kind of really with Chewbacca most of the time. Which is just, he's just there. Yeah. They're basically just birds. They're not really... They're funny. I mean, every like little gag that they're a part There's of. There's a few little yeah. gags, but they're not really like... They're not minions in the way that they have like characters that... They're not characters that really interact with the, no. the, the like main. They're characters. like minions in the way where they make weird sounds and they and they're kind of there. They're just kind of there. Yeah, but they're, I think they, minions more so get in the way. I they're think, just kind of there. I think the weird like uh, alien nuns on the planet are getting sidelined. They're the best part they're of them. So they're funny. so hilarious. Yes, because Ray's always fucking the shit up, and they're yes. just like, I don't think they like me very much. Yeah, yeah, I, I wonder why. And Luke is very funny, also. Luke is hilarious. I mean. You know, I was when we were listening. Well, we, you and I, separately listened to the, the story screen, the Overdrinkers about yes. Force Awakens. Yes, and uh, Mike kind of goes into uh, a part where he he talks about how Luke Skywalker is a dick in all of the original Star Wars movies. Yeah, um, and I never really kind of looked at him in that light necessarily. Um, He's not so much of a dick; it's just kind of like a whiny bitch. He is. Dickish in like three phases because sure. I in like I think it's like a matter of looking. I could see how Mike sees it as being a dick, and his in- interpretation isn't wrong. But uh, you know, I think Mike kind of breaks it down where he's like a whiny kind of like he's he just wants to be a part of this thing that he doesn't fully understand. He's very naive. So yeah. maybe he's like annoying in a certain sense. Um, too too big for his britches, kind of. Whiny bitch it, is a is a crass way for me to describe. Yeah, him, but I'm just say, I'm just saying like, it with more words. It's a little bit lazy for me to say that, but you mm, get what I mean. Yeah, no, for sure. And then when you get into Empire Strikes Back, he it's his hubris and his kind of like trying to rush through his training that is his dickiness in that sense. He's being one of the greatest Jedi's ever, and he's kind of being an asshole to him. Right. Uh, and then in six. He's, like, overconfident. He's kind of overconfident, yeah. and it is still his hubris that kind of, like, does it to him. So, in this movie, I guess the Luke I was expecting was a much more somber, maybe more serious Luke. Mm-hmm. But the Luke we get is, like, this kind of, like... Jaded, but jaded, still a dick. but, like, still a dick. And, yeah. like, is is much more true to the original Luke character than I ever kind of thought. Yeah, you're right. You you're know? definitely right about that. They did not... They did not just warp him into Obi-Wan. He's still Luke. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. funny because like, his kind of final form he takes in his like astral projection 
is Obi-Wan. He looks very He's Obi-Wan. so much, but I think it's so much on purpose because, like, that's what he's trying to, like, evoke. And, uh, you know, I love his, like, samurai showdown with Kylo Ren at the end. We'll come to that. Um, we'll, we'll speak many words on yes. that, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, like, it, 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 he's very true to the Luke Skywalker character, more so than I ever thought yeah. they would nail. And I, I'm very happy with his character. Um, I don't think this is the last we'll see of him. No, because they're going to force ghost him in the third one. Yeah, I do, I do have, like, a little bit of a... Maybe gripe. Maybe it's just I just don't want to see him go by the end of the movie. Come on. Did you really think Luke Skywalker was going to make it out of this movie? I just think that, like, I don't buy the whole bit where it's like he used the last of his strength to project himself and then that's how he goes. I would have rather him he just go to the planet. Let's talk about it when we get to that fight scene because I have have thoughts on this. I want to chew on it because maybe you can sway me. Um... But yeah, everything that happens on Octu is really cool, and I like how the planet, being one of the oldest Jedi temples, also has like a dark, kind of like upside down to it as well. Where there is like rising light, there's also kind of like rising darkness. I really love that trippy scene with her and the me mirrors. More of that. that was very Give me very cool. More of that, please. I don't know if. I don't know if I fully get it either. Though. I don't know if I fully get it. I I I, okay, I don't understand so why it's darkness. Getting there, I like. I really like the scene with Ray when Luke is when he he does. Which, Lesson number one. Before we get that to there, mm. the scene with him in R two is also pretty. When he's on the Millennium yeah. Falcon, yeah. and then he yeah, and then R two shows him the yeah. the Leia fucking hologram. He's like the that's first a one. cheap move. You knew that was coming, but yeah, come on, it was, was really cheap. all was right. Really I'll do it. I kind of wish there was more R two Luke uh, chatter. Not very much. No, R2 is really not in the movie. Not and really. I kind of thought that, like, as much as this was going to be the movie for Luke, I kind of thought R2 would get a little bit more <laughs> yeah. screen time. They sidelined a lot of the droids. I mean, uh, BB 8 is, like, you know, a tertiary, tertiary character. Yeah, he the... definitely has his day more than any other Robos. Um, yeah, but far less than in Force Awakens. Uh, yeah, I think he, he has more punchlines and less development. I guess. Force Awakens, he has a little bit more stuff i don't know i think i actually use bb8 a lot because he's on he's on poe dameron's x-wing he's true. on the casino planet doing shit true i think he's he's kind of there as it's just hard because he doesn't talk so it's hard to kind of like he's I not guess. kso yeah. from uh rogue one where it's like he's talking he's and talking doing shit time. uh 3po gets definitely sidelined but like he's not really in force awakens either they're just much bigger things going on in this yeah, like I'm not gonna like sit on a like a pedestal and be like, why is there not more droid stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair. Um, but I would have liked to see more R2, just because he's you know, you didn't get a R2. ton of him in Force Awakens. So. He's R2, and now if Luke is really gone, then what is there really? Yeah, what is R2? And we're already you know we're seeing less of Chewbacca. He's there, but right. like you know a lot less from much less Chewbacca, mm-hmm. much less C3PO. Yep, um, C3PO does have his other golden arm back. It's not red anymore. Oh yeah, forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, I I like the scene a lot where Luke is giving Ray her first lesson. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's very that is very Yoda. It is very Yoda. Yeah, yeah. where he's just kind of fucking with her. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was very good. That was a very funny moment. With it's the... cool. Like the wily old Jedi is much more fun than the prequels. Like the the Jedi Knights. Yes. Like the kind of like yes. The much more regal and kind of uh Well, especially when you think about Empire Strikes Back where at that point Yoda is very much the last Jedi. Yeah, for sure. And now Luke is the last Jedi and he's 
wily. He's, he's a little bit super he's a little bit sassy about it. He's, he's super sassy. He's kind of he's kind of pissed off. Um, or not even pissed off, just tired. I think. I love that he can also kick, he can still kick some ass though. Oh yeah, he still can kind of lay it down. Well, when he's fighting Ray with the stick. That's true. Yeah, it's he's true. he's that's he's true. laying it down. You're right. Because when he's fighting, when he's fighting Kylo Ren. Like that fight doesn't even fucking matter. That's more what I was thinking. Yeah, when he's fighting Ray, you you see him kind of do some. You're like, right. He he totally doesn't when he's fighting. Yeah. Ray. Um. But um. I uh I. I don't. I like the upside down scene a lot. I just don't understand why it is. The dark side, kind of, or the yeah, darkness. It feels like they they were alluding to so much more, and it just kind of being. I get that, like it's it's Ray's desire to go down there, right? And it's her seeking the answer to this question, right? Um, which may or may not get answered. We can talk more about that when we get to it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't really understand why it's like dark side incarnate kind of or like what makes it like the dark side when you go down into like the depths of that area yeah it just it's a cool scene when she's doing that whole scene where she's describing the connection of the force like which is a very cool scene a very cool way to describe the Mm -hmm. force and then she's like but also there's a dark side and it's just like a literal like it looks like an asshole just like in the with like it's very stranger things it looks like just like a weird like butthole like a uh a viney Sith, butthole. a Sith butthole, like in the Jedi <laughs> yeah. planet, is kind of weird. I think it's supposed to be kind of like I think it's supposed to be kind of like the the Luke Skywalker fighting the Darth Vader, per, like astral protection on Dagobah, and then he like cuts his head off, and then the the mask explodes, and it's Luke's face and Darth Vader's mask. Remember that part? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's supposed to be kind of like that, where it's like. It's self-reflective of your fear, and that's what makes it the dark side. Her fear is, like, maybe not knowing what her parents are. Or maybe her fear is knowing that her parents don't have a great lineage. Right. And what does that make her? Right. Um, so maybe that's, like, what that scene is evoking is is the fear of that. And like, we kind of get the answer to that later in the movie. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, right off the bat, I think it's... I just don't fully maybe grasp it, but it's still... Like, aesthetically, it's a great scene. Yeah. I Yeah. And I think the way that... Luke recoils when he notices, like, oh, you went there right away. Like, you That's immediately like the first thing you did. It. Yeah. And then she actually goes there later, and it doesn't really seem to have any sort of consequence other than she just goes down there, and you get that really cool, trippy yeah. mirror scene, which I'm way into. Yeah. But it doesn't really go anywhere other than yeah. her being like, oh, I don't actually, they're just not going to tell me where, who my parents Maybe, are, so I guess I'll just go back yeah. up topside and hang out. Maybe it's just because, like, we, we learn that, you know, it's, it's Luke giving into. There's it's anger and fear that leads you to the dark side, and mm-hmm. Luke seems to have conquered anger, but fear is something that Luke seems to has has never conquered. Well, and he it led to, to his it. downfall. He, yeah, he admits to it, and and that's what led him to and his fear of failure. And I think by mm-hmm. by Ray immediately going to the dark and like looking at it, and then Luke having this reaction, being like, "I can't believe you did that!" Like that's a very immature reaction of a master and a teacher to have. Right, is being like. When someone kind of immediately falters or immediately goes towards failure for them to be like, wow, what the fuck? I can't believe you did that. It's like, that's a bad teacher right there. And I think that's one of the best parts of Ray's interaction with Luke when she finally confronts him, when she has the discussion with Kylo Ren. And maybe we'll talk a little bit more in depth about her discussions with Kylo Ren because I did like those scenes. Those were cool. Um, 
when she finally confronts Luke and says, like, tell me what really happened, because Luke tells her that you're Kylo seeing Ren, kind of like multiple sides of the you story. Get, I like how they you you get Luke's initial um, mm-hmm. you get Luke's initial telling of that story. Right. And then you get Kylo Ren's rendition of that story. And they're both completely different. And then when you finally get the truth out of Luke, it's somewhere in between. Right. Uh, that was really cool. And I love those scenes. I also just oh, love. Yeah. I love seeing Luke's green. Uh, oh yeah, Jedi lightsaber. I was like, real hot mm-hmm. for that green lightsaber. Yes, 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 yes. But it makes sense, you know. I also like how his astral projection has. Yes, we'll come back to the yes. astral projection. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> it. I really like Ray's line where mm-hmm. she said, "You sensed that he had the potential. This conflict to go to the dark but he side. He didn't turn yet." But you didn't give him a chance to decide. Mm -hmm. And that was his flaw. And to be fair, you know, Luke also has that flirtation with the dark side. Yeah. And he gets the he gets the opportunity to to choose for himself. And And Ray and Ray says to him, What caused Ben Kenobi to go to the dark side? Is you not trusting him. Is you made that choice for him. Yeah. And I think that's very good. That's Um, very well written into that all of those character relationships. Yeah, I agree. And you know, you kind of it gets hammered home with the appearance of Master Yoda kind of yes, giving Luke his last lesson and you know, it, uh, I was I was shocked. That you, was that was the most shocking moment. You just moment. grabbed all over the place on me, like, in excitement. I was yeah. like, whoa, 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 chill, 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 chill. <laughs> my dangus. Uh-oh. You grabbed my dangus. Yeah, well, you know, I grabbed your little lightsaber, and I was just, it, I was just surprised and it's happy. It's fine. It's fine. You <laughs> were just excited. Um, and uh, Yoda just coming out in there. What did you think of that puppet? I'm glad. Okay, when so. When they first showed him, I was like. Is that the best Yoda I'm Okay, I'm in the same page. When, the, when you first see him, I was like, ah. Really? Yeah. But then he he gets better. Once he starts talking, you're like... And moving around and shit, he like, gets way better. You're like, oh, that's a puppet. Good for you for actually making it a puppet. Yeah. I think it's just when you first see him with like the kind of like blue halo around him. Yeah. He looks a little fucking weird. And yeah. it's, just, it's been so long since we've seen Yoda. Because like, you know, we see him in the prequels and he's all CGI'd. Right. Jumping around doing crazy shit. Right, and exactly. Then, like, yeah, and it's no. it fucking sucks when it's just like completely CGI. Yeah, yeah, so to see him as like a puppet, which you know, there's definitely some CGI going on in there too. Which is the way you should do Star Wars. Yes, you do a little you bit of both. You make it a puppet and you touch it up with CGI mm-hmm. to to like kind of smooth out the edges of the puppet. Yeah. Like that's how it should look. But it was it was great. I mean, that's like you know, that's the most Empire scene in the movie is is having kind of Yoda give Luke less, his last lesson, and I think that's really great because. You know, Luke has to accept fear and have to he has to accept failure and has to accept his own failures, but I think it's it's um it's he always was never a fully trained Jedi. Right. He became a legend and then he, he kinda I think thought it's like it's my duty to start this Jedi Order mm-hmm. to redo it again and then he but he doesn't, you know, have all the training and the wherewithal and all the knowledge to do that. He doesn't even read the texts yes. on Octu, you know, like he he's still a farm boy. Right. But, you know, it's it's Yoda kind of stepping in and giving him his final lesson that, you know, lets him ascend to right. where all good Jedi go. And I really like that whole aspect of 
Luke's character in this movie. And Luke, the idea... Luke has an arc as well. Yes, and yeah, I, and I like the idea that Rey comes to him expecting this kind of Jedi training, mm-hmm. and Luke is critical of the Jedi Order in the way that I think there has been kind of a turnaround on like the greater like conversation about the Jedi in that they are this police force for the galaxy this like ultra religious zealot police force for the galaxy but they also they got you know they got fucking turned inside out by one man turning over one jedi right, but even before he, that, he says that though you know he's like darth sidious did all this under the noses of all the jedi and they failed to do anything about it you exactly know? but even before that like you know the idea that who gives the jedi this authority yeah and their failure was hubris because they allowed that exactly that yeah. one thing to happen and destroy them. So Luke's idea that maybe the Jedi is not this, you know, uh, faultless order, this like high mystical faultless legendary order, like they had, they were deeply flawed, is a cool idea. And for that to come full circle with Yoda just blowing up the tree and the ancient text yeah. and saying like, you didn't read those books. That's not what matters. And you said it yourself to yeah. Ray. The Force is not owned by the Jedi. The Force exists. It's everywhere. The Force is everywhere. The Jedi just had the idea, funny. The, the ability to tap into that Force. It's like the opposite of the Metachlorian talk. It really it's like is. the polar opposite. I of the had that thought as well. Yeah, yeah, it is totally like ripping away. Yeah, it's is is essentially like a retcon because I think you know in a way you know Luke's also saying like everyone can use the Force, right? You know, you even see Leia. We talk about Leia using the Force in like the coolest way. Well, but Leia is a direct descendant of yeah. She's she's power. She's Vader. a powerful. She's very very powerful. Yeah. And she's got the but I, I, blood. I think this is maybe um, something that I think we can come back to ultimately because I think this is going to be a big aspect for the next movie. But that all ties into this idea with Ray, and I had this idea going into it thinking. You know, Ray's parents have to be someone. Right. They've built up this mystery around her parents. They've built up. They keep reinforcing over and over again. Like Ben Kenobi, Kylo Ren, you are de- a descendant of Vader. You have the power within you. Yeah. To do this, to be this like really powerful Jedi, you have all this potential to be this like unchecked, powerful or not Jedi, but Force user. Yeah. Um, and it is all about. He's not really a Sith either, you know. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But Luke's lesson to Rey that the Force is everywhere and it's not just the Jedi to own it and it's not it's not the Midichlorians, right? It is actually just, just being aware this thing of this that exists. is yeah. really important to Rey. And this is what you were saying before, like maybe we did, maybe we didn't. I think it's really important that Rey's parents are not anything, anything. special. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's great, you know. It, it, yeah, it's the same point of like, it's like when you tell if you're in the world of Star Wars and you'd be like, oh, you have to have a certain Metachlorian count so you could be good at the Force or can even use that the Force. That sucks. It totally sucks because you're, you're telling a bunch of people that they can't ever be Jedi. Right. And it's like you're telling a bunch of kids that they can't ever be Jedi. That's like, like kids you, in the real you world. You can't you know? succeed unless your parents are already are this rich. Thing. So like, it, it's like a very beautiful retcon, I think, in a way to like, to be like, yeah, like Ray, her parents or lineage. You know, they they Kylo Ren seems to have an answer that seems that like she's from nothing, but I think ultimately it doesn't matter whether they're from nothing or no. From I think it matters that they they're from nothing. Oh well, yeah, that's why it, it matters yeah. that that Ray is able to do the things she's she that Ray is special 
regardless of her lineage. Yeah. And I think that is an, an important idea because I think going forward and especially in the next movie, the thing that's going to be important is that there is power that can be tapped into by anyone. Yeah. And I think they are hinting at that with the little kid that they show in the very last scene for scrabbing that brush. Yeah, he seems to be like a nice little young Jedi there. You saw it, right? Yeah, yeah. He has he has his little so story. subtle that some of the other people we were with were like, mm, "What did that?" You yeah. heard the audience go like, <gasps> where he just kind of like just a little bit, just yeah. a little bit force pulls, and he's standing there, mop, and he's looking at or a, a I think it's a broom, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see. I mean, like by the end of this movie, the powers have been. Even kilts, yeah. You know now they're they're yes now they're like an even kind of like playing field. Well, not really. There's like a Millennium Falcon worth of people versus like still kind of the the first order has the first order has the money is ostensibly a lot more like an army. True, but I mean you know Snoke is no longer there, right? Um, Um, You want to take a quick break? We should probably yeah we take a break an hour in. I think we should when we come back talk about the rest of the big things. Basically, the, the second half of the movie. Second half of the movie, yeah. and then I definitely want to do some fun, like, what do we think is going to happen next? Yeah. Because um, this movie leaves you with a lot to kind of chew on. Oh, yeah. Cool. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be right back with uh, more, more or less Jedi talk. See you soon. Star Wars. Star Wars. Hello, and welcome back to Hot Takes. We're talking about Star Wars Last Jedi. You know that. Uh, so we kind of covered the first, I think, two-thirds of the movie, or two-fourths of the movie? <laughs> half, half of the movie? Yeah, two-fourths. Yeah, yeah. I don't know math. I didn't go to school for math. Not two-fourths is fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so now we can kind of dive into, I think, like, what we thought was almost the end of the movie, but turned out not being that. Yeah. Um, I thought this was going to be the last, yeah. final act to this movie, and I thought they were going to wrap it up. And even as it was wrapping up, I was like, oh man, they're just going to cliffhanger it right here, huh? Nope. Nope. So the Force works in mysterious ways. Uh, Ray and Kylo Ren are kind of Force chatting throughout the movie. Right. Which is fun. I do like that. I, I think it was a little jarring at first, but then they make it make sense and it's like, totally works. Which was is also something they were building up to in the trailers that... They're connected. Building off of the idea that Luke is critical of the idea of the jedi in general yeah the idea that as the new generation of force users ray and kylo ren would join forces together and kind of split the difference yeah to kind of have this new order of gray jedi which i think gray jedi has been like an idea that's happened right Uh, yeah i think it exists this is kind of outside of my wheelhouse but i think it is something that may have existed in like the EU, but it's been a part of the Star Wars sphere. Is right. The idea of like, but the thing is, even in Star Wars canon, Star Wars proper, there are Jedi's who like, or there there are Force users, right, who are not Sith or Jedi. They just kind of like, maybe leave the teaching of either, or just kind of like get a lightsaber put in their hands. Well, I mean, yeah. um, Rogue One, that guy, he doesn't really use the he Force. Really though. The He's force. like he aware. Believes in the force. He believes in the Force. Um, okay, the Force so is with him. The Force is with me. I like the idea of the two of them being connected, being connected, and splitting the difference, and coming together to kind of like 
rewrite this and and find sort of a piece because yeah. if there's always a dark side and always a light side and the balance is they're constantly fighting there will never be peace the thing is like you know i think with the idea of the last jedi we came into the movie thinking we were going to get this status quo evening um kind of like maybe kylo and ray joining forces or maybe like the gray jedi existing but that's not really what we get by the end of this movie. No. No. Which no. um which I think is something that we could get by the end of the third movie. But we'll I will re- see. Uh, I don't think we'll talk about that. But I don't think that's really where they're going with I it. I don't think so either. Yeah, but which... I think if Ryan Johnson was doing all the the, the I really wish they just hired Ryan Johnson to the, do the third now movie. Now that too. we've seen Ryan Johnson Star Wars, I don't really want another JJ Abrams one. Uh-huh. I think he's a very capable director. Uh-huh. Um, I think he did a great job setting the stage. I think so too. It's just, you know, I think it's going to turn into like I think he's going to make a return of the Jedi and return of the Jedi is like kind of has mixed reviews you yeah, know it mixed reception i mean i like i like return of the jedi if nothing, like i get it you know if nothing else they put the jurassic park trailer right before this movie to really hammer home the thank fucking satan that yeah Tre- colin trevorrow is, is not doing the third <laughs> well one. i remember when they announced him being part of the movie i was like but why <laughs> but why would you do that Eef, dude i almost wish he was actually going to like a different person altogether just to maybe that would be even, fun. just to even have like another take on I a think, trilogy capper. I you know? think in firing and having someone in mind and then firing them, they were just they, they were, were on the bit, ropes. They were in a scramble to just pick somebody. I that, think they probably already gave Ryan Johnson the three other movie deal. They just had so they like that, he yeah. they can't he had he couldn't be able to do pre production yeah. for whatever I, the next one is. I buy that. I definitely buy that. But, um, I mean, thank God it's not. That. It's just uh, crazy. <laughs> have you ever seen a trailer that's just more, you know, admitting? Oh, I don't know. Fuck it. We're making another one of these because we made should like we a just, billion. Should we just go fucking back one. to the island? We I don't guess? have any ideas, but we're just gonna make another one of these because we know you're gonna go and see it. You fucking sucker. Well, they gave us Grandmaster Jeff Goldblum. They they I put that carrot at the end of the like, stick. It's like a it's it's a soggy wet carrot. It's not a good carrot. It's yeah. just like. Yeah, I like carrots, and you're definitely baiting me with this thing. But like, I know Putting it's not gonna face, taste yeah. good when I. It's, it's I, that my metaphor is gonna get grosser the longer I pursue it. But just like carrots, no carrots are fine. Yeah, they get gross carrots. though if you leave a carrot out. Yeah, a carrot. I guess anything will get gross if you leave it out and it gets wet. So yeah. when when Ray leaves leaves. <laughs> Flowers just get better when you leave them out. We're ki- I'm killing this bit. When Ray <laughs> Ray leaves uh, Luke's planet, Octu, Octu. Yeah, well, we should talk about their, Octu they have their dope the, fight. Oct three, Oct three. Um, I really like the fight they have. Sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just love how you know she leaves and Luke. You know, Luke doesn't have the turn that like Yoda does. Like Luke's still just kind of a dick. Yeah, and uh, he's not really trying to. He's almost. He's not really trying to train Ray. He's almost trying to just teach her why not to be a Jedi. Right. He's like, yeah, you're powerful, but like, you don't want any part of this shit. I'm yeah. just gonna tell you and why. I don't, I don't want until any part of you until you leave. Yeah. Um. And their fight's awesome. I love their fight. The fight um, choreography is very, very good. I know, like, we already got a lot of fight scenes in this movie, but I just want more. I just want more. Uh, honestly, as far as the like martial arts based fight scenes there are only there's like three or four 
Do you, do you not count the last one, like the Kylo Ren Luke fight? No, I would. I would count. So that. then there's Kylo Ren Luke, uh, Ray and Kylo versus the red guys, right? Ray and Luke, and Luke fighting. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's only three. So not many. No, they're they're used sparingly. Yeah, but they're so good. They're so good. They're very good. I'm just glad they you know they they gave us even because you know even in Force Awakens you only get one big lightsaber fight. You know what I mean? True. In this one, they at least when they're in like the throne room, I feel like they're just like, all right, I want to get gonna, We're gonna give it to you. I want to get there. Um, but yeah, I love, I love the way that you know she exits the planet, and then you have the Yoda scene. It's confusing. We kind of talked about this during the break. It's confusing the way she gets onto the a little Snoke bit. ship. Yeah, because she's just with Chewie. They've got her with Chewie on the Yeah, they're in the Millennium Falcon. Falcon. And she's basically just like, I don't know, just launch me in there. It'll be fine. Put me in this pod that I don't know what the fuck it yeah, is. Yeah, just aim for the, the hole on the ship. But they put her in the pod and she gets there. And then Kylo's there. Kylo's there being like, let's handcuff you and get you up there, right? Yeah, let's get you to the, uh, the meeting room. It's all, it's a little, like, quick and confusing. Like, I, I, I guess the idea is that, like... Kylo and Ray have like a understanding uh-huh. that this is how it's going to go down, and then when Ray's in the elevator with Kylo, you have a scene that's very reminiscent of when Luke's in the elevator with Darth Vader. Exactly, and yeah. uh, that scene's great. Yes, and her being like, "I saw the future. I saw that you turn," and Kylo's like, "I mean, yeah, I saw the future too." And uh, and you and you turn. So I don't really know what you're talking about. No, you turn. No, you turn. But I like how kind of like ser- like he. He has a really good poker face mm-hmm. during their chats, and especially in that ele- elevator scene. Like he, you kind of don't really know which way he's turning, and I and uh, even to the point where like you think when he eventually kills Snoke, it's an act of him switching to the good side. But it's really you know him switching to his own side. It's well, it's I think it's him. You know the, the what's the thing about the Sith? It's the rule of two. The the apprentice always kills the master. I guess so. But I don't even think that that's what he had in mind. Yeah. Um, Do you think it started I more altruistically? Think, well, I th- I think um, I think it is very much he wants to break this cycle. Yeah. I don't think he is interested anymore in the the Jedi and the the dark side. I think he is over it. I think he's ready, and I think that is a cool idea for them to explore in this movie. That they're they're tired. They're they're the new generation that wants to just let forget all yeah. of this past baggage. Let what's all these, old die, right? Yeah, yeah, forget the legends. Let the legends be legends, and let the legends die, and let's forge our own path. Mm-hmm. And I think it's great. A, I think that Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver have much stronger performances in this movie than they did in the last in the force Awakens. yeah i mean it is an extension and continuation yes but sure. i think they they really get into those yeah. roles a lot more and they're able to explore those roles a lot more adam driver being obviously the the conflicted one who, yeah who has the lineage and the legacy of heroes in his blood but is very much also also villains side. as well but yeah. i also i really think they did a good job of making his character three-dimensional in the way that there's a reason why he is the way he is and the reason is because of luke's fuck up yeah and that you know that that's the thing that was always missing from his character and like not missing that they on purpose like obviously they knew that you know i think the those notes are going to be capitalized on in this movie right but uh 
yeah, it, like Luke's folly kind of being what hammered home his darkness is it's a great turn. It's a great move. Mm-hmm. And it's because, can you imagine being that kid and like struggling with things and then someone just being like, fuck you, you're wrong. I can't believe you're thinking that. And then it's like, well, now I'm totally like, you're not like, why would I be on the Jedi side yeah. when they are rejecting me for being confused? Right. You know? And I mean, Benicio del Toro talks about that too, that sort of moral ambigu- ambiguity when he is talking to Finn and Rose about, yeah. you know, good guys, bad guys. When you're on the ship, I love that scene where he's like, he's just like, oh, what, like, like we oh, stole this ship. Let's see who the guy who owned the, the ship. Weapons dealer. Oh, he sold a bunch of TIE fighters, a bunch of stuff for the, for the First Order. Oh, oh, that's an X-Wing. Oh, yeah. Huh. Look huh. at that. Yeah. I like that. The, that was really cool. The ambiguity that there is no, it's, it's more complex yeah. than just a hard, good, uh, I, hard Jedi and then hard dark side. I do think it raises questions. <laughs> Like the same thing of the politics of the of Star Wars universe, where like it's like, how do you think everyone on this concealed planet got rich? There are they're all arms dealers. Right. And I'm like, so is it just one economy in Star Wars, and is it the Star Wars? Capitalism is the true enemy. Is the lesson in a movie <laughs> that's, that's going need to, to learn. make billions of dollars? It's very confusing. Like I do like one of my favorite lines of the movie is when like because there's so many parts in in Star Wars like uh. It's like we're going to the hive of like of seedy villainy. Like we're going to like that you know, we're going to like this kind of like dingy bar or mm-hmm. something. They do it in Force Awakens, they do it in New Hope. And you think like Rose kind of says like we're going to a planet where the worst people are there. And uh-huh. it's aristocrats. And right. I'm like, that's fucking dope. It's great. I my my friend Sean, who came with us, pointed out that it's the scene where they have like a very anti-capitalism and animal liberation scene like in yeah. the same so they're like you know the socialist vegans in the audience are are psyched which he is mm-hmm. um and it's ironic in a movie that is like the most like makes it's a movie the by most Disney that's gonna make the most yeah. money on the planet i'm opening um, here. be careful go ahead and let's see just do it just rip it like a band-aid there it goes it's not so bad eh, it's just a little one this time it's a little bit not bad yeah. Um but yes, I like how they explore the dimensionality a little bit of the idea that actually what Adam Driver is is trying to sell Daisy Ridley on, you know, it's not just oh come to the dark side because you're allowed to have like sexual relationships and maybe we'll bring your your dead <laughs> your dead friends back to life yeah we'll do all that shit that this fun like. stuff over here yeah we we party yeah. we fuck over here like we do on, all we out. all do all the cool shit on it's this like side. no it's it's more alluring than that because i think it, it's more than just the light and the dark and it's more like well let's just leave all this behind which is also an idea that luke was trying to hammer home to ray like well, I think, these I think things Luke's, should be left in the past. These yeah. things should maybe die out. I mean, I think that Luke is more nihilistic in a sense, and he's just like the world's gonna burn. Why not just let it? But I do think that with Kylo, he may want this whole new order, this new thing, and that's what makes her turn. I think that's what makes she even. She's saying like, please don't do this. Please don't do this right now. Because you do- see, you see the glint in her eye where she's like. Okay, maybe we can join forces and maybe we can we can forge our own path. But when he says, Come rule with me, that's where that's she's, where like, she's no, like, This is not, this is not what I want. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's maybe start a new order or start like a group of force users that can get behind something or peace. But he, wa- he wants power. He wants still. to rule. He still wants power. Yeah, he's still driven by power. Um but we're kind of skipping over the big 
the big scene of of Snoke versus Ray or Snoke trying to I guess what Snoke is trying to get is just the location of Luke Skywalker. Cuz cuz yeah. Snoke wants to kill Luke. That's right. really what Snoke wants. Right. Um but he gets killed by Kylo Ren um badass. Which is an amazing scene of Kylo kind of like knowing that Snoke is in his mind but like duplicating his like movements so that he would kill yep. you know Snoke with his grandfather's lightsaber. Um, but that being said, uh, you know, now we don't really know. I think one of the big questions is like, what's the deal with Snoke? Where's he from? What's his I deal? I really wanted to know what's the deal with Snoke. I mean, I guess we're going to get it through other things now. For Snoke to just come out of nowhere and, and then be just kind of get killed? Supreme leader eh, for seemingly no build up or setup to his character. He's just. Put in place as a supreme leader. Yeah. It's like, where did this guy come from? Why I mean, does it I matter? Guess, I guess the thing is, without the prequels, that's what the Emperor is. Yeah. But, like, Snoke is so much more of, like... He seems so much bigger. He just seems... I just, I just want to know. And, you know, maybe... Just how did he get there into that place of power? Yeah, how did he usurp the Empire's throne, well, basically? What was the know? power vacuum left by the, the Emperor, Emperor and... Yeah. And Vader being killed basically in one fell swoop. I mean, maybe, you know, th- I think what we kind of learned with Last Jedi is that, like, these kind of big kind of expositionary questions, there's no space for them in these movies. I guess. There's no space. Like, you know, even <coughs> even giving too much credence to, like, who Ray's parents are, like, you can't spend too much time on it because right. you're, you're kind of taken away from the action of, like, what the movie is. I don't think I ever realized that about Star Wars is that, like... For any of these bigger questions that you're just kind of curious about, like that's just what the comics, the shows, and the books are for. Because oh yeah, and I just I didn't think necessarily like, Snoke would be chalked up to that, but I think that's what it's going to be. It's like yeah, it'll be a book about Snoke, and if you're if you want to know more, that's where it's going to be for you. Well, I disagree with the comparison to Ray because I think they say so much in the very brief scene sure. of of them saying that Ray's parents. Were a lot of ground gets covered in that one sentence, for sure. I mean, they just imply so much, and we already talked about it yeah. of, of Ray's Ray's lineage not being consequential. Yeah, but Snoke somehow got to that like supreme leader position mm-hmm. and i would like to know why but you're probably right there's probably gonna be some sort of comic book or something i'd imagine like so unless he's not really dead but i don't think that's the case <laughs> he looked pretty fucking he dead looks today. pretty dead i mean he, he gets looked... darth mauled pretty good yeah they, um, they is after that guy straight in half that scene rocks um yeah, cool. and then it's followed up by the audience burst into applause when yeah. that happened there well, were a then... few moments of like very solid yeah applause. we it was cool seeing it with a full theater which is how we're gonna see every star wars from now on um if we go on opening night if we go on opening night for sure uh and then it's followed up by like probably just the best lightsaber action scene so cool i've ever seen because they do they do like the slow-mo like the shit's about to go down and then the shit goes down. It's like yeah. the beat drops, and it's just like, oh, and I, my I, God. I think they found the happy medium to the like slow, methodical samurai esque combat that they have in the original trilogy. And the versus dancing. the like, yeah, ballet of the prequels. Like, yeah. it is stylish, but it is. I think that the these new movies have busy. A, it has a sense of um, brutality that mm-hmm. I think both movies are missing. 
Right. Um, I, it, you go back and watch that like lightsaber battle between Luke and Vader and Empire. That's definitely that, that's a brutal one. It's aggressive. There's, there's it's aggressive, but it's much more kind of like uh like stage combat. Right. Whereas in this one, it feels like. I haven't watched too much Game of Thrones, but I kind of imagine almost like that's what like the sword fight scenes looks like, where people are like kind of swinging it around and like, well, you know, you're grabbing people and like breaking their arms and doing shit like that. Fights are very much decided very quickly, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of cleverness to the the um, choreography in that scene. Yeah, that makes the the fight work. You know, you have Ray dropping the lightsaber from one hand into the other hand and then like yeah. swinging around, taking that one guy out and then her throwing the lightsaber to, to I almost said Adam Driver, uh, Kylo Ren. I mean, yeah, and then he just like, goes like, <laughs> and like through his face, everyone in the audience. We all, I think I jumped. I was yeah. like, oh my God. Yeah, you were like, about to stand up. That was, it was brutal. Like Badass. just like the quick, like zip, zip. it's like, that's really good. It was cool. Um, Yeah. And then you kind of get like the. You know them. Uh, Adam Driver trying to convince her to join him, and and Ray seems to be too too smart for that shit. And then they yeah, but they yeah. force destroy the lightsaber. That was cool too, which was really cool. Yeah, but then Ray just kind of disappears until she's in the Millennium Falcon again. Well, I mean, I think that was sort of the like flash bomb to go off, and then Ray makes her escape, and Adam Driver yeah. sleeps. Out. He takes a little bit longer of a nap afterwards. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, but he's I, the supreme leader now. I guess, yeah. Yeah, but I think my biggest takeaway, the thing that I like the most about the interaction that they had after the fight scene is that it there is a much more, you know, the Empire Strikes Back, join me scene. Yeah, there is a much more alluring reason to actually join with him, and I think yeah. they do a good job, like building that up, because like why would. Besides him being his father, but I think he, why I think would, Kylo what motivation also... does Luke really have to join Vader? Yeah, they're an evil empire. Why would he do that? But in the idea of that Rey would join Kylo Ren to create forge their own path, sort yeah. of is alluring to her, and I think you see her go through that like mental that I that like processing it and yeah. thinking about like well what if we did join up I think I more read the scene as the minute he's asking her to join him it, I already knew that it was lost right. cuz I think that it was going to be more like let's run away and figure this shit out later he's yes. just like no here now in where my dead king is let's do this I it's think like, that's what she had in mind also yeah. it's she's just like you're the idea of Kylo being too far gone is the theme of both movies um, we'll see where he lands in the next one. Cause even Leia's just like, my son's gone. Yeah. But I don't know if that's necessarily true. Still. I'm going to be very curious to see how they're going to write that. Because if you were right about saying how the third one was going to be very much a Leia heavy movie, Leia very much could have been the thing that, that does turn. I mean, him. he doesn't kill her. No, he lets her die though. He doesn't save her. Classic Batman. We skipped right over that. I know. That scene's so good, too. Oh, my God. We need to go back to that because so, we skipped right over that. The scene where uh, what what makes Kylo get so pissed off? Oh, because he goes to Snoke. And Snoke's just like, how are your wounds healing? Oh, pretty bad, huh? Why don't you take your dumb fucking mask off and go do Which some they get work? Rid of, they get rid of the mask right away. I'm kind of bummed, but not really. It's a like, cool mask. It's a cool mask, but it makes sense because like, the only reason Darth Vader wears a mask is because he needs it. 
Kylo Ren doesn't need that shit. It's much like you're a kid wearing a mask. Your childhood it's, ineptitude got you into trouble. It's really true. Take that shit off. You, you just know? wear that mask because you think it looks cool and you want to look like Darth Vader. Which, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And if, if you, I was a Sith, I probably would do the same thing. But I think it's the idea. It's like you know, you're hiding your heritage and your light behind this mask. Let your darkness shine through. Take off also, the mask. Be evil. Be you the dark side. Also, look like the softest Sith in the world with that like long, flowy, beautiful black you know, hair. Also, like you, know you don't like look very Sith? threatening. Hayden Christensen looked like the softest Sith ever, too. That's because he had a rat tail. I don't know. Revenge of the Sith. He has long, flowing locks, just like Kylo. They have the same haircut. I guess on purpose. I, mean. I guess. He's um, not as bad as Hayden Christensen. No, he's, he's not a, you know, that he's much. He's a good actor. Okay, sorry. He's not the softest Sith. He is the, <laughs> the semi-soft. So- he's the second softest. He's related to the softest Sith. You're right. You're um, right. Uh, yeah, so like when he he goes to try and like fucking blow up. Because I guess like the shields don't work on the most important parts of the cruiser. No, I think the idea <laughs> is that. I don't know. I'm just being a little nitpicky and a little This sassy, is how I but, read it. Yeah. Um, this is the mental gymnastics I put myself through. Sure. And probably someone who's like more of a Star Wars fan can, can um, tell you about explain the pro- this better. Tell you about the protons whatever, but and the torpedoes. You know when you have a really... Have you ever seen the Mythbusters episode where they, they try to prove whether or not you can shoot somebody that's underwater? Oh, no. I haven't seen that one. Okay. Basically... I do love me some Mythbusters. Basically... To bust the myth, no, you can't shoot somebody that's underwater. Because the bullet's with... just kind of like... A bullet is traveling at such high velocity that when it hits the water, it just immediately like... Loses its momentum. It, it, well, no, it doesn't lose its momentum. It just disintegrates, basically. It just, oh. it just Because the water... It's like when you jump from a, a height that's, that's high enough and you get enough velocity, water basically turns into concrete. Yeah, it's like a solid. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Same thing with a bullet. Um, oh. But if you fire something like a musket, that's like a slower velocity, it will that actually pass through. it will travel through water. That was the only thing that would actually travel through water. This is not exactly the same thing, but like a super high velocity, big like cannon round from a big ship mm-hmm. would not penetrate the shield because that's how I kind of envision the shield working as like a water, but a smaller ship that is much closer and maybe within the shield or maybe like you know whatever sure would actually penetrate that. damn that is some mental gymnastics but you sold me on that i don't know that sounds pretty good that being said i think they would just send the smaller ships ryan to chase johnson that thing. at me i guess if you need help <laughs> or writing your or next trilogy us. i don't know <laughs> you know you know if you're if you're looking to do your next trilogy I, i'm i'm ready to join our jack disney. is a sci- you are this we always can, joke about you being the scientist disney and that is the most scientific me. answer that's fine by me <laughs> i for one welcome our new disney overlords yeah it makes one of us i'm for sale i was happy with him with star wars i don't know how i feel right now but galactus will be in phase three um no, entertainment will never be competitive again. Well, we're not going to have an internet anyway, so it doesn't matter. It has to go to court first. Uh, that's the time of this recording. That being said, yeah, so, so then she gets blown out of... So I thought she was... I thought this was them retconning her to die. I think we all did. It's like, this is a very unceremonious way for you to kill Leia. Yeah. You're gonna <laughs> do this in this movie! I was like, oh my god! But you know, it's not by... Uh, Kylo Ren's hands it's by like 
you know, some other Which is bag. why it's super unceremonial. In the moment, I was like, I cannot fucking believe this is how they're going to kill I, And then, you know, they're they're focusing on her being frozen and, and presumably dead. I'm like, for a long gonna, time. How are you going to fix this? And then she just kind of like, because the rules of space are not the same in Star Wars. Okay, now you science for me, because immediately I was like, well, you cannot survive in space. Well, remember when, uh, remember when... For any amount of time. Remember when Rose's sister is dropping the bombs onto the Dreadnought? Right. If you open those doors, yeah, what does that create? create a vacuum. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Unless there's some, like, shield there that they pass through. <laughs> but, Alyssa, I'm not doing those gymnastics either. I'm not either. sure. I, but she has, like, she's she appears to be frozen over when she's in space. Well, that's why she had to get some, some robo-healing. She's not, she just was able to force pull herself back. I could be completely making this up, mm-hmm. but in the back of my mind, there's a tiny little nerd voice of someone saying... Oh, um, there's actually a force power where um, you can create like sort of a shoot around yourself, like sort of a, sh- a force protection bubble. I'm gonna stop doing that because it's a little bit condescending, <laughs> and we're all nerds here. We but all there's like there. there's like yeah. a force, I don't know, protective bubble that you can have around your body uh, uh, that will prevent you from dying in space. That maybe Leia tapped into. I don't know. I think she was in space for a long time. Well, that's why she had to go to the, the little doctor bubble, and she got to heal up. And then she just like propelled herself back into the ship. I I don't know. I bought. I mean, like, listen. That's the thing. The cool thing about I think Ryan Johnson's Star Wars movie is that. You know, in the prequels, you learn this whole new set of Jedi tricks. They can do somersaults and flippies, right. and they seem to be super powerful. Yeah, Yoda can just bounce all over the place. Yeah, like they can crazy. do all kinds of shit. But, you know, their powers in the trilogy are a little bit more mystical. Like, they can make things float. Uh-huh. Um, they can kind of communicate telepathically, because everything's connected. Um, they're more space wizards. Than they're more space wizards, and then this trilogy is much more space wizardy. Um, yeah, the forces super, super super space wizards though. Super space wizards. So yeah. like you know the thing is, you know they they can they like I really like the idea that you know introducing this idea of astro protection, which we'll get to soon. Introducing this idea of like other stronger force users can create bridges between other Jedis and Sith that maybe cannot do that. Like these are rules that Ryan Johnson just kind of implemented that totally fit into the mythos of star Wars. Um, they fit into the idea that the force is the power that connects everything. And if you are in tune with that energy, then you have a lot of potential for what you can actually accomplish. I, I mean, if you're talking about a tool of storytelling, the force is just whatever you need it to be. Exactly. When the story needs to do exactly. the thing. And, and that's what we're getting at, I think. I'm, Leia needed to not die in that scene, so she forced into it. I am looking forward to someone who is much more deep into the lore of Star Wars. Yeah, to, I think that's why we both to wish, like, explain to me was here or something. Explain to me at least yeah. how they feel about that, that whole Leia scene. Yeah. I mean, like, listen. It's funny to, like, riff on it, but I was, like, generally fine with it. I'm just glad she's not dead. I'm glad that's not how they, they kicked her out. Got her out. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. The thing is, they kind of have to. It's complicated. We'll you know? see. We'll see how they handle it for nine. It's it's super because she's so good in the movie. The, the scene where she shoots Poe Dameron is like great. My favorite. She just walks in. Pop. Boom. That's so great. Good. 
Um, so yeah, so we covered. So I think basically we're on mining planet time. Yeah, no, right? it's salt planet time. I, we're gonna kind of bring it home here. Yeah. So they go to the mining plant. Feels very like Hoth the way they kind of set up. Uh, they, yeah, they, exactly. they they set up the trenches. First order lands sets down a bunch of ATSTs. Um, mm-hmm. The the did they redesign the ATSTs by the way to make did. it look more like kind of like almost apish with like the knuckle forward kind of. I didn't really get an apish apish vibe. It looks. I like mean, they the are way, redesigned you know, the way though. The, the, an ape like walks on its on its knuckles. Oh, maybe. I mean, I know they kind of like. If you notice, they I think they made the arms so you can't put a rope around them. Huh. Like you did in Hoth, like they okay. put like extra shielding on their uh-huh. legs a little bit. Yeah. So that's kind of what I noticed. And then they made the heads like kind of cool. It had that like nice like red sheen. Yeah. Down in front of the it, red, which, I, which cool. I super dug. The red looks very cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they're on the Salt Planet. It's one of the old uh, Rebel bases that now the Resistance is in. Right. Um. Which and very they... bad design to have a Rebel base that only has one entrance and exit. But I guess that they find they out figure that's that not out. actually what it is. Well, but. it was kind of silly. Why? <laughs> it's silly because they're like, well, if Luke Skywalker got in here, that means there's another entrance. Which is but what no, they use to escape, but they, that's not what happened. They though. they really, they <clears> do <throat> a very, very good job hinting at the astral project, like dropping little hints. Yeah. Like, oh, how did he get in here? How did he survive getting like a million like lasers thrown at Where'd him? Where did he get his haircut? What, his haircut? Yeah. A lot of little hints like that. Yeah. That are, when but, you realize what's actually going on there, again, I'm sure our missing third person here might tell us that he saw that coming, but, uh, you know. Maybe. He's I don't know. I think they hit they hit it pretty well. I think. Yeah, I think it was really well done. I mean, the the only red herrings for me was kind of um, him. Oh, the die disappeared because he never brought him there. Right. That's True. why. Yeah, that makes more sense. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad I just you that. I just figured that right, out. Right. It wasn't actually there. Okay. Right. Um, but it just it took a while to disappear. Yep. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the one red herring for me is, like, why does he have his Luke Skywalker lightsaber? That was the thing the that confused one. The blue one. But it's mm. also, like, the design of it is yeah, the is Luke the Skywalker, one. Anakin Skywalker lightsaber. Right. Um, Shit. But the, his design in that final, like, the most such insane, and my girlfriend said the same thing, is is uh, him talking to Leia again, seeing them together. Yeah. So powerful. Very powerful. So good. And, uh... The last scene, like, you know, I think Takes you can... one more opportunity to kiss his sister. Yeah. It's he... sweet, though. It's I sweet. Mean, no, yeah. yeah no, <laughs> it's no, good. No, no, it's sweet. Um, yeah, so, you know, we talked about the Finn trying to, like, suicide bomb the... big la- the, the strongest laser that could yep. take down the biggest wall in the galaxy. Yep. I'm only being facetious about it because it's funny. Um, yeah, it's... But it all, it all works. It's fine. Oh, it's, uh, it's mini Death Star technology. Uh, Okay. Okay, sure. Sure. <laughs> it's made of all the crystals. Like, I don't... I, hey, whatever. It's fine. I don't get worry. it. Don't it's worry fine. about it. Um, I'm pretty sure a bunch of ATSTs could shoot that wall down, but it doesn't Probably. Matter. But, uh... Yeah, the whole the whole mining planet, like, looks awesome. I love so the aesthetics cool. of that. Because there's also the whole, uh... The Millennium Falcon kind of, like, taking all the TIE fighters, like, away and, like... Through kind of the salt Kind of the mines. caverns yeah. of the salt mines was really cool. 
And the the sand speeders that put down their what what did they're you call basically it? a balancing ski, ski or yeah. something like that. I was like, okay, you just want to kick up the red dust. That's cool. I was I like, get they it. already That's... fly. Yeah, but Kinda. they want to kick up the red dust. I know, but I don't get because it looks really fucking cool. It does look really cool. But I also thought that was weird. Um, and they need to make it very clear that they're not a flying ship. Like, they need to be close yeah. to the land. I thought when they were first... Because I kind of forgot about the trailer. I forgot about those guys. I thought they were sending out, like, the Hoth speeders. Uh, and I was about to, like, lose my shit a little bit. But then I realized it was that. If it was the exact same, like, what are those? Sea wings or... Oh, the Hoth speeders? Uh, I, I actually I, don't they're know. They're actually just called speeders, I think. I don't... I think they just are called snow speeders. But, snow uh, speeders, that's it. I You're think right. someone... People might... People who are more Star Wars might know that than us. Might know people better. Who are more Star Wars? Who are more Star Wars? It's if getting. You, it's uh. It's you, almost one o'clock. It's in the one a.m. I'm yeah. very very tired. If you have more Star Wars than we do, go ahead and write us on any of your, your whatever your social media choices. Yeah, you can use Discord and yell at me. Um, that's the platform I'm on. Uh, so yeah. So and then Luke has it's the greatest like samurai showdown scene. It's so ever. cool. Because, like, I think that's that's the thing, is that it's it's reminiscent of the Obi-Wan versus Darth Vader scene, which is, like, it's a very slow, choreographed fight scene, because it's, you know, a very old movie. And, like you said, he, he says at the beginning of the movie to Rey, like, what am I going to do? Just fight them with a laser sword? Yeah. Like, take on the army with a laser sword? Like, are you what crazy? Do do? And he just walks out there. With his laser this, sword. And he just... It, you no one tries him, to stop him. You expect him to call out Kyle, Kylo Ren and be like, okay, they're going to one-on-one samurai duel. Yeah. And then Kylo Ren's just like, no, fucking shoot him with every... Just With every it. gun we got, I want you to shoot and him. And then he does the brush your shoulder so off cool. thing after that. It's so good. So, what was running through your mind at that point? It's not that he was an astral projection, I'll tell you that. You're just like, he's a good, good Jedi. So That's that, that's the thing. I'm just like, well, he's so good at Force. Yeah. Like, he just forces <laughs> yeah. so well. <laughs> at that point in the movie, I was just so excited to see him do some real Jedi shit. Yeah. Which, um, you know, you you both get robbed of a little bit, but you actually get what, what real Jedi shit is. He's doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because he's doing oh he's pulling Obi Wan on him, and right? I think it comes from him learning like I I have to give I think I think it's well maybe understand it more in Episode Nine, but I think it's as much as Yoda's giving Luke his last lesson. I think this is Luke, you know, he's distracting Kylo from from the other guys getting away, but I think Luke is trying to be like, I'm giving you the lesson that Obi-Wan gave me. Right. That Obi-Wan gave Darth Vader. Right. Um, He's also serving kind of his ultimate purpose. Yeah. And also he can limbo better than just any fucking, that was a good, his ghost limbo is really good. good. Yeah. So like their fight's super good. Um, Kylo Ren realizes all too late that he's a ghost. Uh, I kind of just take it's issue. It's so cool when they do the samurai, like, he, like, runs through him. And, and like, also, through. like, the, uh... And like, he has the, the line, if you strike me down... I'll become more powerful. If you strike me down in anger, I'll become more powerful than you ever imagined. And, uh, I think that was kind of what gave away. I'm like, well, he's gonna not make it, but, like, he clearly gets stabbed and he's not falling down. Right. And, like, another samurai thing is, like, when they're doing the feet placement. Yeah. Where they're doing the thing where they're just turning their feet a little bit. Yeah. I it's thought that was interesting so how, like, cool. Kylo Ren kind of hunkered down after he put his lightsaber out. Well, I was like, that's an interesting stance. He has, like, different take. stances. Because Kylo Ren, I think in this movie specifically, he has, like, one stance where he kind of, like, 
gets down on like his back leg and like shoots his sword out kind of straight in front of him. Mm-hmm. Which uh, I did classical fencing in college. Glasses pushed up you potentially. Sure did. Wow. But uh, that's like kind of the stance that you would almost take in um like rapier, like Italian rapier. Huh. Is you put like most of your weight on your back leg and kind of like shift backwards and you like kind of put one arm. At, you really hold the weapon very straight. Okay. Um, I digress, but like you know, it was it was a cool. I really like that fight scene because of how simple it is. It's good to hear that there is actual weapon consideration put into the stances and oh, weapon yeah. placement. That they I mean, they had like they had like fencing consultants, like classical fencing consultants, on for the for Empire and uh, and um, uh, Return of the Jedi too. Cool, you know. Um, so yeah, I thought that whole fight scene was badass. Yeah, it's cool because of how Him simple it is. His shoulder off is yeah, badass. Yeah, so it's good. Very, very cool. The uh, I'll see you later, kid. Yes, so good. And so Luke Skywalker. Oh, realizing like, oh, we're supposed to escape. He's doing this so we can escape. We gotta get the fuck we out of here. We should go. Yeah, we shouldn't well, just watch this. We, we should just. Dip. It's probably gonna be really cool, but we should. We should we probably gotta, go. We gotta just dip. Yeah. So the thing. So uh, okay. Luke Skywalker turning to a Force ghost. Okay. I do love, I love the idea of his last, the thing he sees before he goes. Sunset. The two suns setting, just oh, like yeah. on Tatooine. Like, uh-huh. it's fucking beautiful. It's cool. And like. It's a great shot also. And I don't Have think it's. said, by the way, that this movie is gorgeous? I mean, we barely talked about like the the suicide cruiser scene. Where all the audio cuts out and they destroy Snow. Oh, we didn't talk about that at all. Dude, that scene's inc- it's 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 one of the best scenes in any Star Wars movie. It's amazing. It's incredible. I love you, Laura Dern. I love you, Laura Dern. I love yeah. you, Ryan Johnson. Yes, and I love whoever you, Ryan your DP Johnson. is. I kiss him on the lips. Yeah, when she starts turning around, this when when they start attacking the cruisers, I yeah. was like, okay, just ram your ship into them, right? And then she like starts charging up the light speed and turning around slowly. I remember thinking like, has no one ever done that before? Like just light speed through a ship. Uh huh. Apparently not. No, because <laughs> she just does it and it's oh, awesome. Man. And our audience was just like, oh, oh, oh. I think that got one of the. There's a few big reactions from yeah. the audience, but I think that had to be. That was huge. That was because it just the scene's gorgeous. It looks like it's out of anime. Yeah, it really you know does. where it's like it turns into like two tone all of a sudden, like yep. like dark, like yep. fairy, like it's it's wild, and it cuts the audio out completely. Yeah, to the point where the theater put up a sign so, warning us. Yeah, I, this is a really dumb thing, and I'm curious if you listener saw this in a different theater. Let us know if yeah. you if they did this as well. But there was a sign at the ticket booth. Saying, if you're seeing The Last Jedi, there's a scene during this movie where the audio cuts out for several seconds. Please don't at us because we know that's that's like a stylistic choice. It's on purpose. Yeah. It's on purpose. Don't don't report this. It's on purpose. The thing is like five seconds long. Who is going like, to instantly get up out of their seat and run out of the theater and be like, the audio is broken for like this five second yeah, cut also, of audio. Like, it's obviously on purpose like it (laughs) there's no it was super weird to like have a kind of pre-warning i'm glad i didn't read the sign because you kind of warned me from doing it it's the kind of thing that bums me out to think about the kind of complaints that they must get 
as a theater from yeah. just the fucking probably assholes that come there all but this the time. This thing it's like to test trouble. audiences or something. Just be like, dude, I don't it's know. not gonna. It's very strange. It's I like thought. five seconds. Just chill for like five. seconds. Just watch the fucking movie. Just watch. Sometimes the movie. scenes don't have sound. It's fine. Yeah. And it's, it's okay. sometimes scenes don't have sound for a very good reason. And this and is it's one of them. Cool, yeah. But besides that, like, yeah, that scene rocks. But um, kind of, yeah. Come going back, back to to, yeah. to Luke's kind of, I just didn't. I just don't fully buy when Ben Kenobi turns into his like clothes and gets killed, uh-huh. quote, quote unquote, by Darth Vader. It's because Darth Vader it's like, cuts, him know, cuts him down. Yeah. Maybe now he's being astral projected. I don't fucking know. But uh, I don't think that's the case. I think... Okay. You want to finish? Do you have more? My just final point is being like, you know, I, like, aesthetically and beat by beat, I love the scene. Being critical on it, I just kind of like... It's just a nitpick where I'm like, well, why not just put Luke Skywalker on the planet... Because get, then you wouldn't have that super cool moment where he's I like, know, where he's I'm looking not really at this, here. Yeah, I, it's, it's dope, but... And it's so cool. It's so much it's so cool. It is that cool. he's not actually there. And then you get that you it cuts to him when they give the reveal. It cuts to him floating, which also looks awesome. And yeah. really straining to like do this astral projection. And then that to be his last diversion. Also, mm. just because Ray already left with the only ship. You know, he's not going to get all the way there in an X-Wing. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So he doesn't even have a means to get there. There are so yeah. many things to, like... Yeah, this, this to, is to why actually I'm, put him there. This yeah. is why I'm sure Mike is going to say that he totally saw it coming, that, that he wasn't actually there. Because there are so <laughs> many things that are hints to tell you that he's not actually there. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, it's Star Wars, so I think you can make loose of faith. I but mean, they didn't, and, and it works for that. I, yeah. I was just so in for the ride. I was just so, just like, I was I, into, everything you give me, I'm going to, like, yeah, sit here yeah, and just... He could have came back, and it's like, he's wearing a clown hat the whole time, and I wouldn't... I don't even know what yeah, a clown I'm hat with is. It. I think it's a birthday hat is what I'm thinking of. He could just be wearing a nice, like, pointy birthday hat, and I've been like, I'm fucking game. Yeah. That right. birthday hat looks great on Luke Skywalker. <laughs> but it's super cool to get the That scene is incredible. Astral and just projection see, reveal. Yeah, and, like, I think I think the idea is that he does use, like, it's him interacting with the Force again, and it's like, I think Jedi don't always die in battle, they die at peace. Yeah. Or they, they, they ascend, essentially. They become one with the Force. That is why I think... I'm totally cool with him just sitting there in the sunset and then just kind of dropping away into his clothes, as you said, because he says at the beginning of the movie, I went to this planet to die. Yeah. But obviously he is holding on to some sort of ongoing conflict. Yeah. He, that is not resolved that he Mm -hmm. cannot die because he's still, yeah, still wrapped up in this conflict. And that is sort of his last final act. And I think also, it took an immense amount of power out of him, so it probably, probably was kind of like his him using up that last bit yeah. of energy, energy he had been saving. But I also think it is he he has served his his final piece, and he he has the, the like little bit little monologue to Kylo Ren like, this isn't the end. There's going to be a new rebellion born out of this. I'm not the last Jedi anymore. I know I'm not the last Jedi anymore, and I can be at peace knowing that this will continue. Yeah, and that the the rebellion will continue, and that this isn't over. And I think in that moment, as he he says all that to Kylo Ren, and he comes back and and 
fully acknowledges that he can be at peace and he can just kind of fade into the force. Yeah. And I think Ben Kenobi, in the same way, in A New Hope, is this old man who is tired, yeah. who is probably at the end of his life, who has been just kind of hanging out for a long time. Well, this is this is was his final mission. When he meets, ever since Luke was born, exactly. Yeah. When he meets Luke, he is he can set Luke off on the path to become a Jedi, and he can find his final path by getting Luke onto the final path and at, at, to be a yeah. Jedi, and also by distracting Darth Vader long enough so that they can get away and having that final confrontation with yeah. Vader, and then. He can be at his own. It's piece. a it's a beautiful end for the character, but uh, I don't. It, like I said before, I I, just, I don't think it's the last time we'll see him. No, because he's gonna be a force. He's gonna be a force. Which kind of which is why, like, as much as I was like, I don't know if I'm like, it's like being ninety nine percent okay with something, but kind of wanted it to be a little bit better. But uh, I don't know how it would have been better. I could, I, yeah, no, I yeah, that's fine. I can see you not being. 100% I just, okay I just want, fine. I just, I love Luke Skywalker so much. I just want him and everything. Yeah, but yeah. I get like what put me at peace is just being like, well, I'm gonna see him again. I'm Aww. gonna, I'll see him in nine, and he'll be a cool like Force Ghost, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Just like we got to see Yoda. Yeah, and which that is was cool. fucking cool. Um, but the movie just kind of after that it ends. Well, I mean, you get Ray lifting, lifting rocks, all the rocks, which was cool. Yeah, that was fun. Um, and then ending with like the kid with the broom, uh, she's holding the broken lightsaber, the broken lineage. There were so many times where I was like, okay, this is where they're going to end it. Right. And they just went, keep going a little bit more, a I'm little with bit it. more. I'm and with it's it. fine. Cause I didn't really want this movie to end. No, you can give me another three was, hours. It was it. more, I was more like, oh no, it's going to end now. And then uh, I went a little bit more and I was like, okay, now it's probably going to end. Right. And then went a little bit more and I was like, Okay. You should. We're done, up, right? You wrap yeah. It up. No, I think. And they did. And yeah. you know, I don't think it overstays its welcome at all. But there were many. I guess that speaks to how exciting the final part of this movie yeah, was. Sure. That I thought there were many points during it that they could have just wrapped ended up it. pretty much. Yeah, and especially with it being the second of three, like ended it in more of a, a cliffhanger. Where Which they didn't. Yeah. Not really. No, I think. They I mean, ended Empire it. doesn't really end in a cliffhanger. Because Empire yes. ends with Luke just kind of staring out at space. He gets his robo hand. I think he puts his arm around Leia or something. And they're True. just kind of staring at that out that med bay. But things are very dark and things are very bleak. Well, they're also the very of, of Empire. At the end of Empire. Where and things are very hopeful hope. yeah. in this one. Um, yeah, so I mean, like, I, I'm just kind of curious what they're going to do with Nine. I think if if Carrie Fisher was alive, we might have a slightly better perspective. Yeah, I'm, but with her kind of passing away last year, it's it's uh, it's really hard to say. I don't know when when all is said and done. I want the tell all of what nine would have been. Yeah, if Carrie Fisher did not pass away, it before. just makes me worried. Like, uh, not really worried because I think the movie's in good hands regardless. But um, you know, when Heath Ledger died before Dark Knight came out and I think like you know maybe Rise is supposed to have a little bit more ledger in it who knows some maybe people say, some people say no very different yeah and then it had to get shifted around I do think you know with things like that having happened in movies before we've learned a lot and I think that Kathleen Kennedy seems to not let bad movies exist she's just no ice queen so she'll make no. sure it goes down they are very um, tight on the reins to make sure that the movies are, are at least good. at least solid mm-hmm. so 
I'm excited for nine. I like I said, I, uh, I don't know. Do you think they could top this though? No, I don't. Think I don't so. think so either. I don't man. think so. I don't think there. I do you think there'll ever be a better Star Wars movie than Last Jedi? Well, that was the question I sort of asked you at the top. Do you think? That, okay, this is what the argument is going to be, right? Classic verse. Is like, it what's a better movie, Empire or this movie? I think Empire, there's been so much space away from it and, like, how it exists in cinema. Like, Empire is, like, in the untouchables. You're never going to be like, well, already, is that better than Citizen it's, Kane? It's, it's like, already well, a you don't compare them. Yeah. yeah. And and that's fine. And, and, like, for the day and age and, and everything, the legacy that, that Empire has, yeah, it is an untouchable classic. Yeah. But I think when you look at all the parts and you look at the execution of those parts... This is a very, very good movie. Yeah, anything is going to get Empire run for its money. This is it. Yeah, but I think Empire is still a tighter, tighter movie. I I would like to go back to Empire, and I was saying this to you earlier today a little bit because it's been a while since Empire is doing like less, so it's doing it a little bit. I think better. Okay, I you know? it's it's been a while. It's since not I've... it's not juggling two trilogies. Right. It's been a while since I've I probably haven't. Like I said, I'm not the the most diehard of Star Wars. Star Wars fan. Star Wars fan. I haven't seen the trilogy since high school. Was probably the last time I saw them. So it's been a while. Yeah, Empire. I usually watch at least once a year. Um, so I have still pretty good record. I think Empire, Empire is the movie I've seen the most out of all of them. I love Empire. I think. I mean, most people love Empire the most out of most out of all the Star Wars movies. I um, think. I still like. I still like New Hope and Jedi too. But um, I, yeah. But I think it's pretty universal that I'm not alone. Empire's like the one. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Empire is like the quintessential Star Wars movie. Um, yeah, I think this is a a worthy aligning number. Yeah, in this sure. new respective trilogy. Yeah, I, I it, it's Last Jedi is just you know when we when I went back to watch Force Awakens kind of recently, I I started seeing the chinks in the armor and I I started kind of you know my my hype and my love for the movie kind of died down a little bit. Right, still really enjoyed it, but I started kind of being more critical of it. We're also very hyped about this movie right now. We'll see what happens. I, but like, I, I doubt I, it, but I, it's possible that we could come back and see some more chinks in the armor. We're probably going to see it a couple more times. Yeah, I, like this week. But I do think that this movie really is just really fucking good. It's very good. This is really good. <sighs> yeah, I don't really know where it's going to go, but I. We'll see. I mean, do you think Ray? I don't know if like Ray's going to start a whole new Jedi Order. I don't know if that's her plan. I don't know if it's going to be so much that she's she's starting a new school of Jedi Order. I don't think I, it'll be exactly. like I that I think either. they will carry forward that idea that they've they've seeded the idea of the rebellion, and I think the seed is also going to be the idea that the Force is not owned by the Jedi. Yeah, and I think if the rebellion is going to be for everyone in the way that they're really setting up with that last scene with the little kid yeah. with the ring and just telling the tales. I think the idea there is going to be that the force is everywhere. And yeah. Everyone is a part of it. Is a part of it. And that is how they will amass the 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 force to to um lowercase force, not uppercase force in this case. The forces yes. to overcome the insurmountable odds of the first order is by you know the 
<laughs> the populist movement going up. <laughs> oh god. Uh, yeah. I, I mean they introduce but, these like class struggles and things like that yeah, in the movie too, which but, is good. I mean I think that's important. It's but a good statement to make. I think that's going to be sort of the idea yeah. is because they're calling on the rest of the galaxy to rise up against this <clears throat> uh fascist regime, regime and and the for I think the force will be in that moment when you see the little kid just very casually yeah. grab the broom. Mm-hmm. I think the idea is that the force is out there and that's hammered home by Ray's parents not having anything to do with her force sensitivity and her potential. Um, that everyone has this potential. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. I think Kyle Ren's going to be a good guy or a bad guy man, in the next one. I think he's going to be conflicted till towards the till the end and yeah. I think he'll go out just like Vader did. Maybe showing a little glimmer of. But you think he's of, gonna be Ixnaid? I don't. I think you gotta kill him because I think I don't Skywalker's think he's, he's blood's not gonna. Be... He's not gonna turn around and become a good guy. Yeah. I don't think that's gonna happen. I think you'll get it just like Vader. Not gonna turn around and be a good guy. He might show some compassion in his last <clears throat> moments. He might have a little bit of a turn there, but I don't think he's gonna live to be yeah. a good guy for very long. I mean, Vader dies a good guy. Pretty through and through, I think. Yeah. And you might, I think it's going to be something like that. I hope it's more, a little more nuanced than that yeah. in the same way that they did a lot of things that paralleled, uh, empire in this with a little bit more nuance. Yeah. Where they defy expectations, killing off your emperor character in the second movie, not the third is, is crazy. Shots. That was cool. Shots. And they did it in about as cool of a way as they yeah, possibly Yeah, that's could. the coolest way it can happen. Yeah. I think with Kylo Ren and his turn, I think, um... You know, I think Star Wars, it seems that Star Wars on the Horizon really wants to, you know, break away from the Skywalker uh, drama. So I think yeah. you gotta, you know... Kill all the Skywalkers. Kill all the Skywalkers. So we're down to two, canonically, mm-hmm. realistically one. It's Ben Solo. Cause yeah. Because Le- Leia... Yeah. Well, I mean, yes. What the fuck is she gonna, you know... Dude, I don't know. It's great because I Good didn't. Luck. I didn't think. <laughs> did you think her role in this movie was going to be as much as it is? Because she's thought, in Force Awakens, but like I thought for sure they were going to kill her in this movie. I I didn't know if they were going to kill her. I just she's in this movie. A I lot. thought I thought she's for sure, in this movie a lot. <clears throat> I thought like, for sure they were going to kill her, regardless of of Carrie Ann Fisher's death. No, I remember reading that they the plan Carrie was Ann to, Fisher. No, Carrie. It's Fisher. just Carrie Fisher. I'm well, she has Carrie, a middle name, I'm sure. Carrie Ann Moss is one. Oh, that's a different thing. I'm very tired. It's 1 a.m. Yeah, we're, we're going to wrap it up in a second. But uh, I, I I remember reading that, like, it, the idea was that episode 9 was, like, Leia's kind of... Her movie where she dies in, I guess. That's what seems to be the Shit, thing. man. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I um, mean, they could do CG. They did it for other stuff, but I just don't know. I don't think they... I don't I mean, if they use her sparingly, they could. Uh, I mean, they see to her being an icicle. It's sure. gonna be hard. To, it's <laughs> gonna be hard to write. Yeah, we'll see. Good luck, J.J. Abrams. Good luck. We, uh, may the force be with you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you too. Um. All right. Well, that's our thoughts on the Last Jedi. Um, all two hours of them. All two hours of them. We we really love this movie, and we're you know. Very excited to talk about it. Very excited to see it. We're going to go see it again and probably crush some beers and just really hammer out what's really great about this movie. 
but if you've been on this journey for the past two hours with us, thank you again so much for listening. You can find all of our content on StoryScreenBeacon.com. You can find our podcasts on pretty much any service you can get podcasts on, SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, the podcast app on your phone, the purple guy with the little waves on his head. Uh, that's the boy I'm talking about. You know they fucked up the the podcast app on iPhone is even worse. I heard I haven't updated it, but I heard it's not good. Hold out for as long as you can. It's not that great right it's now. Already but, bad, and they made it worse. Yeah. Um. So you know, you can find us on other places though if you don't want to use that app, or mm-hmm. just don't update. I don't fucking know. But again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, go to StoryScreenBeacon.com if you want to find out more stuff about movies, articles, and such. Buy a fucking T-shirt. I don't know. Um, and there's a whole bunch of other Star Wars stuff that we that we talk about. Definitely check out the Overdrinkers about Force Awakens that Mike Burge, uh, Jeremy Kolodzewski, and Brian. I don't actually know his last name. You got it? I do. Is that in there? You can knock it out for me? <sighs> knock it out on the mic for me? I'm just so tired. Uh, and Brian, who, uh, he's, he's, he's like one of the, he's like the best guy on that show. He's so smart. He knows so much about Star Wars. He's the guy who I really wanted on this episode. Because he knows a lot about the Star Wars. And he watches Clone Wars and Rebels. I know Brian's last name. Yeah, do I you? do. No, you're proving, you're proving it's in wrong. my brain, but my Just brain can't is... shake it out. I can't. <laughs> brain is clammed up right now. Sorry. I got clammed up brain. And my brain's doing that thing where you get the wrong name in your head, and that's the only name. Your my your brain's like, no, this is the one I'm giving I'm you. I'm telling you, it's it. this, and it's Posein, and I know his name's not. It's not Brian Posein. No, I don't. I mean, I don't know either way. <sighs> anyway, uh, but yeah, check out that Force Awakens episode. It's Over Drinkers, hosted by Mike Birch. It's his uh, series on Story Screen Presents. But uh, yeah, thank you again so much for listening. We'll. Uh, we're closing out the year, but we still have a few more movies that we want to see and do some hot takes on. And then we'll be back in 2018, but we're still giving you those sweet, sweet episodes. All right. Well, thank you again so much for listening. And may the force be with you. And also with you. Bye. mystery of star wars is that while anakin skywalker does not fuck darth vader definitely fucks oh darth vader bangs that's a good probably not didn't he get the bottom half yeah but he was darth vader before he was in the suit you know what i mean was he though well phase one darth vader started pre he killed all these younglings as darth vader not as anakin darth vader was named anakin what is up with these beers? That one, see, mine did not explode. It's not as bad. No, I caught that one. I caught that one. <laughs>